everyone, and welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, where each week we find out just what makes our Oklahoma songwriters tick. If you've ever been interested in the process of how songs get written, or if you're a songwriter looking for tips and inspiration, then you are in the right place. I do one-on-one interviews with your favorite Oklahoma artists and dig into why and how they write their music. I'm your host, Jared Voluch, and I'm very, very happy you're here. Let's get started. Welcome to the Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast. As always, I'm Jared Voluch, and today we have the wonderfully talented Harold Bear with us. How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so very much for having me here. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Harold is also a fellow Normanite, mm-hmm. so thank you for making the long journey yeah, <laughs> across, it's like across town, and and it's funny. Before I got here, I I looked up the you sent me your address, and I looked at it, and I was like, I know that street address. I that's that's I don't think it's very far. And I for, and I lived here my whole life, but I went ahead and, and punched it into Google Maps, and it was uh, six minutes. So I I'm just right down Twelfth Street. Rock on. It was fine. I stopped at Seven Eleven and got some gum, as you do. Yeah, I don't want to have bad breath at this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. It, when you have CJ and Stig come back, they're going to be like, "This pop filter smells like cinnamon." Yeah, this is clearly the work of Harold. Have you had, or do you plan on having any return guests? Yeah, actually, uh, I always tell people I don't, I don't know why I haven't really announced it here, but uh, for those of you listening, we are going to be bringing people back periodically just so we can check in on our friends, the people that we were getting to know on this thing. Cause yeah. I want this to be, I want this podcast to follow people's journeys, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just see where they go, get to get to see what kind of experiences they have, what they, you know, we're all changing all the time and it's cool to get to see the experiences that people go through and then come back and, like, and they just tell you about whatever's going on. Yes. Like, no, I did not finish that project or, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we'll yeah. see. That's 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 a thing to keep uh, keep in mind. Helps us. It helps keep everybody honest. I, man. Yeah, I gotta do. be a man of your word. Be careful what I say here. <laughs> but now it's uh, it's it's a really cool thing to get to know everybody through this podcast, and yeah, I've enjoyed every minute of it, man. Well, I have too. I've already been here like three <laughs> hours. <laughs> we haven't even hit record yet, so this is neat. Right. It's beautiful. I dig it. Yeah, man. It's just uh. It's just a conversation, two friends hanging out, yeah, getting to know each other kind of deal. Um, and on that note, tell uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, uh, how you were raised. Well, I'm I'm from six minutes from this exact location, beautiful, right now, and uh, that's 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 where I've been for most of my thirty thirty some odd years. Is Right here in this wonderful town of Norway. Have you been here all, all your life? For most of it, yeah. yeah. I uh, I think I moved out of Norman when I was... actually. I mean, I've been in Oklahoma most of my life. I was born in Norman, in Norman Regional. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, where I, that's where I was born. Yeah, I was raised on a, a small farm just uh, on the very southern edge of Norman mm-hmm. um, until I was about six or seven. And then we, my parents got divorced and we moved out of there, stayed in Norman for another couple of years, then shot off across different areas in Oklahoma. And then, nice. so I've been in here most of my life. I've always bounced back and forth because my family's always been here. So mm-hmm. got to visit, got to hang out. That's, yeah, that's, that's, I, I was born, uh, I think like a block from 
where we lived at the time mm-hmm. on Cockrell Street. So oh shit, yeah, yeah, it's within walking distance of the hospital. So I uh, was born there and uh, have been here for the, except for about four years. I was in Arizona, but nice. Yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah, I've been. I've always come back to Norman. Every, yeah. every adventure has always ended with me coming back home. <laughs> uh, yeah. I always thought I'd be like, I would do something and yeah. live in yeah. Montana or, you know, or maybe somewhere more exotic, but. Yeah. I, I want to, I still want to. Yeah. It's still a goal. I wish I did. Yeah. But also I love this. The older I get now, the more I love this town, mm-hmm. the more I'm more tied in to the people and the fabric a little more. Yeah. And it just feels good when you get to see people and I see people's businesses grow that I know and I get to see that's pretty things cool. change. And uh, I don't love everything that happens to this town because I grew up in a time when it, there were less people. There were, it was less busy. I mean, now it takes you, when it used to take you 10 minutes to go from one end of Norman to the other, that's, now it takes you 20 minutes. That's a good point. And that's weird, but... I feel like that happened over the four years I lived in the desert and I came back here and it's, um, and I, it's probably I, around the time we started really kicking ass at football. Maybe that's because <laughs> like we've got so many more college kids. I don't, I don't want to complain though. Yeah. No, I don't want to be like, well, well I'm not yeah, mad at them. It takes so long to get across yeah. town. A lot of those kids, like it, other than the congestion. Yeah. It's a lot of great Maybe people. There's just too many people yeah, here. There's just a lot of people Get rid now. of the people. Yeah, let's just take it down. <laughs> we could do with about 20,000 less. Yeah. And yeah. even then it would still feel really full. But I, need I feel to like get that's to my compromise. Without traffic is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all we need. That's it. That or, you know, it's not like I'm going to be living on the west side anytime soon. No. Is this, what side is this? We're North, still on the east side. Northeast. Yeah, we're northeast. You know, the the first band I was ever in was in this neighborhood. Nice. And I was really excited when I was driving over here because I thought uh, maybe, because I don't know if, I don't know if <laughs> maybe they, this is the house. Uh, yeah, I don't know. know if they live in the house anymore. And so I got really excited. I thought, well, this is great. This is like completely full circle. We're going, we're going to just come right back to where I started. And uh, wouldn't that be great? Oh man, but it, it would. Did, it didn't happen. This is a fairly newer part, and I, when I pulled down mm-hmm. this one street, I thought, "Wow, maybe there's a woodland area back here, and we're gonna have a podcast like in a some sort of a forest." But I guess there's like a creek or something. Yeah, there's a creek that runs behind my property here. Okay, and it actually created this like woods yeah. portion behind my house. And so I, my neighbors are right behind me, but they, I can't see them. Isn't that lovely? And they're, they must have been there for a long time. They had their home built and they own a big lot. Yeah. So there's even more space there around probably me. probably nothing out here when they had yeah. their house built. Yeah. That's what I think they were the first ones to build there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is one of the newer houses when they actually expanded the neighborhood. Because yeah. one of my best friends lived in this neighborhood when I was a kid. Oh. And I used to be over here all the time. And this whole street didn't exist. Yeah. So everything, whatever east of what, you know, well, my house and beyond yeah. is, uh, is all new to me. And I had, uh, we used to practice. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, but stop me if I am. <laughs> the, uh, we used to practice in my, in my first band in, uh, in a house. And I think it might have been on the street. Does this, does this run all the way up to Porter? 
or uh, Rock Creek right here. Rock Creek. Oh, that's what it is. What it was. Okay. Well, it's up there somewhere. And uh, it's a two-story house, and we practiced in the top bedroom. And uh, and we started out doing, like, you know, just classic rock. We'd play, like, Beatles, and I think we had ZZ Top and something else. I can't remember. It wasn't many. We had, like, three or four <laughs> songs, but, God, it was magical. And uh, But I, we must have been quite loud because we... Uh, it was it was an upstairs bedroom, and one time we were practicing, and uh, this guy comes. He just walks in, and I'm playing guitar, and I just figure, well, this is it's a family friend, or maybe it's an uncle or a stepdad or whoever, and uh, and this guy just starts dancing around the room that we're we're jamming in, and it's a, it's just a small bedroom, and I don't th- I don't think we were even playing a song; we were just jamming, you know, and. This guy's, he's doing like a hot foot type kind of thing. Just really like it's a jig type kind of deal. And and eventually loses his balance and falls over on the drum set. And before any of that even happens, before the guy falls, we're, we're, all, we're all sitting there kind of, or standing, looking at each other like, what the? What is happening Do you right know now? this guy? No, no. Do you know this guy? No, I don't know this guy. Who is this guy? Nobody knew who the guy was. So the song ends with the guy falling on the drum set. <laughs> and we're all, you know, just kids, like teenagers, like, uh, okay, who who are you? And it turns out he uh, he worked for the Norman Transcript, and I don't, I can't remember his name to save my life, but he, he had some sort of article that he wrote, but uh, he really liked what we did. He would sit out in his, uh, I guess, on his back porch and and get half lit and, <laughs> okay. and listen there to his jam. But I guess, I guess, since we he knocked and no and no one would answer because they couldn't hear it, he just decided <laughs> to try the door and then proceed up the stairs and then As come and dance in the bedroom. Which there's something kind of innocent and exciting about that, but at the same time, really unnerving. When you, when you think about it now, it's like wow, yeah, because that was God. If you did that now, someone would lose their mind and or get blow shot away. or go yeah. to jail or something weird. I don't know. It's oops, sorry. Is the world <laughs> was it really that much more innocent 15 years ago or however long that was? I, I mean, it can't have been really. <laughs> I don't think so. But at the same time, we didn't we didn't have uh, we didn't have smartphones. Yeah, you, you couldn't have made a Twitter post about it or anything. This dude just ran in. Yeah, I don't even know do if we had my, we had nothing. No, this was pre-internet. I think we, yeah, we just uh, maybe we had or internet. Maybe we were, had yeah, e- if you're a teenager, email. we're probably pretty close to the same age. Like there was, we had uh, we had regular phones, Windows ninety five. Yes, ninety five. <laughs> I think, well, the thing, I think I had ninety five, and everybody else had either ninety eight or two thousand. By ah, that yeah. point, maybe I was. We were way behind. Yeah, we were, they. My parents refused to. They were this this whole thing's not gonna catch on. Drug into the <laughs> screaming into the technological thing. They're like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. They it's won't it's ever, tying up the goddamn phone lines. Don't do that. It can't it won't last much longer anyways. The, you know, computers yeah. are gonna go away. These are stupid. They were hoping that it would, I think. I still kind of Well, I, they will now, sometime. They're gonna <laughs> it's all gonna be in my head soon. Yeah. Right. It'll be an implant of some sort. I can't wait. <laughs> I can maybe then then I can just opt out of it and just and not have to participate in all this ridiculousness anymore. Oh man, wouldn't it be great real. to have a some sort of a a music career without having to participate on a cell phone every three seconds to do it? Oh, I would without having to pay some 
22 year old kid to manage everything about your, God. your online appearance. Yeah. <laughs> maybe are you doing that no okay i'm Hell not no. <laughs> maybe that's what i'm doing Dude, wrong. i yeah. don't have a kid if i could afford i need a kid i need to trick somebody i guess well and, and maybe, they're harder to trick now because of the phones that's <laughs> it see i feel like we were so dumb because we didn't have we didn't have an infinite palm of knowledge well, yeah, somebody would tell you something and you'd be like okay that's right yeah that is that's, i guess that's how it is it's suspicious suspicious but yeah. i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna pay you three dollars for three days of work that's yeah. what you get that's that's it's I, totally fair yeah and i would have done it yeah i didn't know i probably did do it i'm sure i did i yeah. know i did <laughs> damn you mr yeah baxter anyway anyhow but yeah Mr. Baxter. Yeah, I made it. I, no. <laughs> okay, just made that up. I, I made that up. No. Yeah. I know I did work for ridiculously small sums of money, though. Yeah. I feel like I still But that's what kids are do. for. That's what kids are for. To work for free. Yeah, Slave essentially. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's crazy. I don't know. It just felt like that's what was expected of you. Yes. You're a kid. You don't. You know, like, I can't do the same work that my dad does, so you pay me less. Yeah. And I can't, I'm not paying rent, you know? I'm not. Well, I'm just no. going to go buy a toy. Not with money. Yeah. Paying with my soul, maybe. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> How did you have a good life at home with the parents? Uh, it was decent for yeah. about the first. No, not really. No, it was awful most of the time. <laughs> See, uh, well, I mean, like, <laughs> there were pockets. <laughs> Of sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it wasn't great. Yeah. Well, like when it gets to that point where, where it's like, okay, now you can, you're earning money. Like, you know what I mean? Like where you're the young adult era, like that 16 to 18 mm-hmm. spot where they're like, oh, well, you got a job now. Like, and then you start finding that independence and they're like, well, my house, my rules, by God, doing that thing. Did you ever have that? No. No? no. See, oh, how lovely is that? <laughs> yeah, it was... It was different where I lived. <laughs> uh, I wish I had that. Was, I didn't that. Things were, it was uh, utter chaos most of the time. Oh God! Yeah, there was a lot of, there were a lot of drinking, uh, drunken blackout nights in my house. Oh my goodness! And uh, some drug use. Although later on, it became more <laughs> me than anybody else. Uh, wow. But yeah, it was a wild childhood for me. I, I grew up. Uh, on a, on that farm and we had a beautiful home when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a two story white house even in the bricks. They had a V in it for my last name nice. or not mine, but for our family name. Yeah. And like at the time it was, I mean, it was like a $350,000 home yeah. in 1990, uh, whatever that was, 93, 94 or something mm-hmm. earlier than that. Um, which that's a that was a shitload of money. Oh God, yeah. For a house then. No shit, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, my my dad, and mom, they would they just drank and fought and fought and fought. It was mm. crazy. So they wound up getting a divorce when I was six, and then just moved around a lot. Mom trying to get her stuff together, which she eventually did. Yeah. Um, and then my dad just kind of didn't. <laughs> and yeah. I'd, I'd spend every week, you know, every other weekend or whatever over there with him. And it was just a, yeah, it was a wild ride for a long time. I, I bet it was. Yeah. So, Quite the experience, right? Yeah. Growing up, nobody was really, I wound up in a place where nobody was looking for me at any point in really? time. Like I was basically a, 
I mean, I was an emancipated minor without being, okay. without any need for the paperwork. I just you went and did, came and went, whatever I needed to do. And this was all wow. in high school and stuff too. See, and do would you regret any of that? Or if you could change it, would you, uh, would you go back? I wouldn't change a single thing. Really? I mean, people say that it's cliche, but I mean, it really did build mm-hmm. the person that I am today. See, I, I think. And uh, I'm a very, very firm believer that suffering makes the best people, mm-hmm. which as horrible as that is, but yeah. I mean, that the people that you see that are some of the best and brightest spots in the world now are people that were incredibly, oh my goodness, just, they went through in, insane things that you wouldn't think the normal, the normal person could ever go through. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's little Timmy who had the perfect life that grew up to be the dickhead cutting people off in traffic all the time and not giving a shit about anybody but himself. I think you're right. Uh, 100%. Yeah. And so I I feel like it made me a much more compassionate person to go through a lot of the things that I went through. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I don't, can't regret it. No. That's why I still go through things. Like I intentionally put myself through like physically very hard things Mm -hmm. now to try and like, just continue to challenge myself to just, I don't know, suffer. A little yeah. human suffer. <laughs> like, well, maybe it's a little weird, but no, I don't. I don't think it is. I was having this conversation with myself earlier. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I would, it was like, okay, is this the moniker of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? That's got to yeah, be what that is. I mean, is, that's basically you know? all it is. Yeah. And well, but you you get beautiful things out of people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when you don't really care what happens to them, yeah. like. uh like slave labor built the pyramids yeah. there. And, and there's some of the most beautiful things that the planet has ever seen. Yeah. And the, some of the most magnificent, uh, magnificent things <laughs> yeah. that we've ever seen. Have you seen the pyramids? No. Oh God. <laughs> I've seen a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like someday I'll travel. I, well, I didn't know if, if you, uh, if... I should have, I, I could have had that opportunity to go over there mm-hmm. um, when I was, uh, overseas mm-hmm. in Iraq, I could have like used my two weeks of leave to go on a vacation. Yeah, like an idiot, I chose to come home and visit family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I wound up getting jumped like on Thanksgiving oh, night. Are you serious? Because of it, it was hilariously awful. Really? <laughs> well, see, if you can laugh about it, then yeah, that's all you well, need. Well, not the one. My one of my cousins got his head kicked in. Oh God! Uh, and he was like in a. It was in a, what is it, a chemically induced coma because they were afraid he was going to hurt himself oh, otherwise um, wow. for like 10 days. Or yeah. maybe it wasn't chemically induced. Just I, blunt force Yeah, induced? just blunt force trauma. A yeah. um, couple, four or five big dudes uh, attacked us at a house party that we shouldn't have been at. Oh, yeah. And like just wound up getting his head kicked in like against, his head was resting against a brick wall oh. and the brick pavement. Yeah. And it was resting on that the rest of his head. He was just outside like the front door of a house and his body was laying inside of a flower bed. Wow. And his head was just resting there perfectly on the edge and mm-hmm. they were just stomping him. Good God. It was crazy. So he, he he got his head kicked around a bunch and it just like double slamming against both of those surfaces. It was crazy. Holy hell. Yeah. I wound up like wound up being able to run in and pick him up and pull mm-hmm. him out of there with them like. They had kind of, I think they stopped because they realized that they were, they were about to commit manslaughter or whatever, like they were about to kill someone. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And so, 
Is and he, we, I wound up putting one or two of them in jail for quite a long time. Really? With my testimony and all this stuff. It was crazy. Holy shit. Because I was the only one that was like not incoherently blackout drunk. Like mm-hmm. they all got hammered and it was weird. It was a real weird night. Is he all right to this day? Or? He is. He's good now. Yeah? Yeah. But for the first year after that, he was really, really just, oh I mean, paranoid, scared. I can he imagine. He wound up uh, stuck on pain pills for a while because yeah. he was just the anxiety and fear and wow. I mean I come from a family of really addictive people mm-hmm. and so if you, yeah if it's a substance we want it yeah so well, I, my goodness eh. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is what it is it's yeah. wild the military built me to it was kind of cool to react under the pressure of it though because mm-hmm. like I was calling I did everything you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and then but everybody around me was falling apart like nobody could yeah. I tried to, whenever you're in a situation like that, you're, you you have to assign jobs to people mm-hmm. to keep them going. And like, I tried to get one of the girls or girlfriends of my cousin. I was like, Hey, you know, dial 911. Yeah. Tell them where we are. I'm trying to get him into the vehicle and, you know, uh, something as simple as that. Could yeah. Even... And she couldn't, she was too wow. just losing her mind. Cause she was freaking out and crying and I was, and, but it wasn't even. It wasn't the girlfriend of him. It was the uh, my other cousin's girlfriend. I was like, maybe she can handle this. Yeah, you know, uh, but no. And so I wound up calling the cops, getting them there, IDing everybody, like all that stuff. So it was wild. Yeah, that's... and then I went back to war. <laughs> like it was, really? it was ridiculous. So was this during like a break or like it was a... my you when you're enlisted or whatever you uh-huh. and you're overseas, you get like. You get a, a pocket of leave mm-hmm. usually. Sometimes yeah. they take it away or push it or pull it, uh, depending on what the needs of the current moment are. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had two weeks of leave, and it just luckily fell right on Thanksgiving, and so oh. they sent me home, and I was like, "Awesome! I'm gonna actually get to say, you know, see my family over a holiday too." Yeah, yeah. Felt like I was lucking out, and uh, I mean, it turned yeah. into a mess. Yeah, I got punched in the face one time, but I didn't <laughs> even realize it. But that was it. That yeah. was the only thing that happened to me. Uh, it was a weird deal. I knew one of the guys from high school, apparently, mm-hmm. and he grabbed me from behind as soon as everything started yeah. and pulled me out of there oh. and then pushed me into the garage and he opened the garage and you're like, dude, you were never supposed to be a part of this because it was like a calculated attack on my cousin oh, okay. because he had wronged somebody wow. over probably drugs or something stupid yeah. and... So it was like, well, that's just how the games play. And he yeah. shoved me out the garage door and I immediately just ran right around and I was trying, I picked my cousin up yeah. and just pulled him to the car. And like one dude was trying to swing on me from that point to, yeah. to the car. And I was like, dude, what are you, this is over. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much killed him. I don't know if he's ever, I don't know. Yeah. At the moment I was like, he, I would not have been surprised if he had received like, permanent brain damage which i think he did receive something but mm-hmm. it didn't alter the way like he came back from it he didn't yeah. it didn't alter his thinking ability he's perfectly as intelligent as he was before mm-hmm. and capable of speaking but i was like i wouldn't be surprised if he's a, a vegetable after this yeah you just how do you know yeah it was crazy wow so and then i went back to iraq and everything was cool <laughs> <laughs> There was less violence. I encountered less violence in Iraq. <laughs> How crazy is I mean, that? Yeah, we had. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Well, <laughs> have you written a song about that? Uh, yeah, I did. I I haven't ever released it. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded it once, um, with my with my boy Roy Dickinson, 
over and he plays with um Greg Standridge and all those oh, guys. Greg. I took yeah. I took a few lessons from Greg. Yeah. Oh me too. As a young oh, yeah. see. Greg's the best. He is. He I love puts, Greg so much. He yeah, he gave See, and I feel like such wonderful lessons and advice on everything. That's too. that was my thing. Like we did some guitar, but most of it was stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Like we would just talk about life, and at at that point, it was uh, during a rough time in high school where I was refusing to go and didn't mm-hmm. want to participate in all that shit. So, and uh, my parents were raining over me, "You loser, <laughs> do your goddamn math work." And so, uh, yeah, so I would just talk to Greg about that, and he was just he was like a counselor, really. And I, Thanks. looking back now, I feel kind of bad because it's like, man. He didn't sign up for that. He's he's trying to teach me how to play Stevie Ray Vaughan licks and mm-hmm. shit, and and here I am crying to him for, for an hour, and then my mom picks me up and I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. Which and it started out that way, but then I I would drive myself. Right. And that's how this the practice over here started. My mom would drive me to practice, and then I would get on. You know, it seems like such a different world. And I would get on their phone and. Dial up my mom. Okay, mom, I'm ready to be picked up. Come get me. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We're done practicing. And I'd load my amp back in the minivan. And Do you remember when you had to trust people? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'll see you there at four. Okay. <laughs> Click. No yeah. texting. No. Yeah. I'm not, you can't call them back again. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, well when I was trying to start a band in, in Arizona, even with cell phones, like I tried the whole Craigslist route because I didn't know anybody when I first moved there. And I'd say, 9.7 out of 10 people were all no-shows. Yeah. Even, even with smartphones, even with texting and stuff, like they're like, all right, I'll see you at 7 or whatever, and then and then 7.45, and then the 8. Okay, hey, hey, you still coming? No, nothing. No answer. Yeah, I hey. had that happen a couple of times with the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave let him, him a second I chance. I gave him other chances, yeah. and he still didn't show, and I was like... Uh. Do you really, do you just not want to say no? Yeah, just say no. Because it was a weird deal because he would give, he would do the thing. He would just give you a bullshit excuse, which I, I was like, whatever. Yeah. Do you want to do this or not? And yeah. I was like, because at the time I was like, we were really hurting for a drummer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, finally we, we luckily our friend Kirsten came to our rescue and started wanting to play with us. And yeah. so we brought her in. But like before that, it was just this string of like, where the fuck am I? Oh, God. You know, and we would have yeah. several stand-ins and some fantastic. Um, why am I forgetting his name now? He plays with Caleb a lot, or he used to. Um, oh, my gosh. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm horrible. I'm sorry, names. friend. You're still <laughs> one of my favorite people. I just haven't seen you in way too long. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and then I think we had Keel, if you've ever ran into him. He played know. with... Uh, Something, elephant. Something elephant. No, what were they? I don't know. It was a. It was another David. It was one of David Leach's like projects. Him and his oh, okay. longtime girl, or well, his girlfriend at the time. Yeah, they started a project together, and that went up in smoke. And but Keel uh, is a fantastic, solid, solid drummer, and he he helped us out for quite a while. Nice. Can't beat a good drummer. You can't. It's. It's a hard thing to find. Mm-hmm. That's when that's the kid over here. Uh, his name's Scott Young. Do you know who Scott Young is? I don't know. Scott Young. I don't know if he plays much anymore, but 
easily the best drummer I've ever heard in my life. And I, I wish I wish I could still jam with him because he's oh well, okay, we're like sixteen and this kid he'd be playing uh Danny Carey like tool mm. like just note for note and mind blowing, like all these odd type signatures and all these just like prodigy level drumming. So and that was my first. That was my first. That's usually how it happens. First drumming experience with a, a band, and I was like, "Oh God, okay, this is great. This is how it starts. This is what you do. Shit, I've got it made. I don't have to worry about it." I was like, "I can play with anybody." Yeah, right. No. <laughs> and then it's been a complete nightmare for however many years now. No, I take that back. There's, <laughs> there's been some good people ones. I care about are going to hear this. <laughs> no, there have there. It's uh, there. There are a lot of good drummers out there. But I. But you know, I see what I'm saying though. Like it just oh, yeah. started. It's such. He set the bar so fucking high. I uh, and that's I learned. I play drums in. Uh, uh, well, I play drums for Brent Kruger every now and again. Actually, nice when he does the full band stuff, and. Uh, uh, that's how I learned to play drums, but was by watching Scott play. I would, and I was like, God, okay, all right, okay, I see what he's doing. A lot of it, most of it, all of it, I still can't do, like, because he did oh, a yeah. lot of like double bass shit and all sorts of crazy nonsense. But maybe not nonsense, but, <laughs> but in a, in a country music context, that's pretty much nonsense uh, for what I have to Dude, do. It'd be the best. Your <laughs> uh, double kick. <laughs> well, I know some guys that do that, but, uh, but no, yeah, so drums it's 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 the, i think it's the most important part honestly no oh, yeah um you can get by with a decent guitar player a decent bass player my two big things are bass and drums yeah. if i can have great bass and great drums get that groove then there's almost nothing that i can't accomplish yes i agree because that's what's going to make them dance that's what controls everything that's what if they're holding it down then yeah. that's what you need um if they're in the pocket they force everybody else into it Mm-hmm. And especially if they're like so in sync with each other that, and if they're also good enough to not listen to anyone else, yeah, like what's going on, then it just <sighs> makes the world go round. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And, and well, like we were talking about earlier, you have such rhythmical songwriting anyways. And even the way you phrase the lyrically, uh, I could see that being 100% integral. Is that the word? That, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Integral. Uh, but what you yeah with what you do like you you couldn't have somebody who wasn't just deep in a pocket yeah for that style uh and i i love it so yeah. oh thanks man yeah it's a blast i enjoyed playing with you hearing your songs as well and um your lead playing just kind of blew my if i had hair it would have blown <laughs> it back yeah i was like holy shit this guy's just moving around he's actually playing in the chords <laughs> like yeah i was like he's a, he knows what he's doing <laughs> well, anybody can i sorry guys anybody could play the pentatonic scale up and down and at least find some decent sure. feel in that mm -hmm. and then even beyond that you can expand a little bit within that and find that you're playing nicely yes. into things into chords and everything and, and hitting some of those keynotes mm -hmm. but it sounded to me like you were actually traveling around in the act the chords themselves well, you did um, the same thing for like when I was playing, like it was nice because usually I don't have somebody to, I just have to keep on playing. You know, my songs are so much shorter mm -hmm. when I don't have uh, somebody to play lead. Right. So then I had you, I had you to the right there and you did an amazing job. You sounded great. And Ooh. especially brothers in arms with the talk of <laughs> here. So that was. 
I love the Takamine guitars. That was nice. But like I was saying earlier, you have such a rhythmical thing. Like I, I don't. I don't feel like I'm all that great of a guitar player most of the time. I think I'm only as good as who I'm with. Like if I if I'm with a somewhat uh, I don't know, like somebody who's more just kind of rambles with how they strum their guitar, you know, which is cool. Like cause a lot of people yeah. have a very loose kind of folky thing and it's it's a totally different feel uh for how you fill in around the vocals. But when you play, you had you had just such a it's such it was so pocketed. Uh, yeah. Well, I write things with other things in mind. Mm -hmm. I write a song because I, and, and in my mind, I know I want bass and drums in this. I want a lead guitar to be able to play over this. Yeah. And so, and I do, I'm not a great lead player, but I do play some leads. So I think of it like, is this fun for me to solo in? Yeah. And so all of that, super all that stuff, fun. yeah. It was so comes fun. into my head whenever I'm writing and I just, cause I want it to be energy charged and fun for everybody and allow people like you, like you said, to a degree, you're only as good as who you're playing with. I, I and know. I may not be the most talented in some things, but I feel like I want to be the canvas on which everybody can kind of paint the best painting possible, yeah. add the best and coolest colors as yeah. they know how. And so you create a platform where somebody can come in and be like, maybe inspired by something like, oh man, this is so much fun to play over this because it's something that I don't get to do all the time or yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah. It, it, I was totally inspired. And and it and I'd never, I've never heard any of the stuff that you've done before, so. Oh yeah, like I said, my friend was sitting there and she was just like, she, she was losing her mind. She was like, you have to get him to do stuff with you. Yeah, all right, well, I'd love to because oh, yeah. it was so much fun. It was cool. It was really funky too. Like you have a, you have a cool thing going on. It's fun, man. That music's just more fun for me. Uh, yeah. I love folk and I love the style because I love the challenge of the story. I love the challenge of the finger picking, mm -hmm. but it does have a, it's got a certain vibe to it mm -hmm. that you kind of stick to. And it's just whenever you play, and I've noticed this with myself, if I play a, a folky song and then I play one of my funk songs mm -hmm. and then I go back to folk yeah people lose their interest a little bit because the energy i feel like it kind of captivates mm. with funk and soul and blues like it's just got more of a it does makes you want to dance more spice to it you know there's it's, a little something to it it's zesty and everything has its place like yeah. with me folk music man i love to drive down the road mm. and especially on a late night and just listening to folk tunes of people that i love and mm. just listening to stories and because there's a depth and a soulfulness that you, you get to experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and with funk and soul, you don't always have to even have a good message or anything. That's a real message. There's yeah. what is it? Uh, salt peanuts, salt peanuts. That's the whole thing <laughs> of the song. That old jazz tune. <laughs> that's a good point. It's like the whole song was salt peanuts, salt peanuts. <laughs> yeah. No one gave a shit about what there was. There was no message. <laughs> that's very true. You know, it, it was yeah. just, so danceable and so fun and yeah you know musically it was super deep and mm. complex oh of course but yeah. you know is there any way to marry the two you think oh certainly i try to do that yeah I, with see, a lot of my stuff i try that's, to that's, i try to supercharge wonderful true and inspiring stories that's the impression i got into it instantly yeah i was like this there there's like a story here with a really deep groove 
which is something I, I don't know if I've ever heard, honestly, or I don't hear often. No, I mean, if you, uh, I think go back to the salt peanuts thing, you <laughs> yeah, know, it's just like lyrical content is never really deep, or at least not in, uh, what you is readily available around yeah. you, you know, not with a lot of it. A lot of the biggest tunes, especially those old jazz standards, they don't have a lot of, uh, lyrics, mm. um, to them. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to, uh, oh, Ella, I think Ella Fitzgerald mm-hmm. did a version of, uh, in a sentimental mood, which is an old jazz standard. Yeah. And I don't even think there were lyrics before she wrote them and the song was already a song. Yeah. And so she wrote oh. lyrics essentially for it. And I was yeah. just like, and I, they're good lyrics, but there's not, they're not very long. Yeah. You know, um, people in the U.S., I feel back then, really cared about the music and the danceability of things rather than That's necessarily good. its content yeah. because music was more important. Mm-hmm. And um, today, it's all about the voice, the human voice. It doesn't have a great voice on it. That's People care point. a lot less about, you know, the complexity or yeah, or that stuff. Right. It, and danceable, they want a, a club track danceable. If it, if you're talking about it being dancey, unless you're a country yeah. fan, and even then, even, those are the well, it's still nowadays, four on the floor. Yeah, it's, you know, it's which is still the same thing as a club track. It's it. It's just a different. It's, it's it sounds a, a little different. It's a redneck. Club yeah, track it's yeah. It's it just it's dressed up a little different. Yeah. Um, and those are just the, some of the things that I noticed, but. Yeah. Uh, one group that does a pretty good job at it, uh, or especially one song in particular, is Wait for the Moment by Wolfpack. Um, I'm not familiar with this. Wolfpack is just a, a, I think they're out of California, mm-hmm. and they're like a jazz, well, a soul funk group. Yeah. And uh, But they work, they're just the musicians, Wolfpack. They bring in different singers. Yeah. And so I think this singer wrote the lyrics for Wait for the Moment. Um, okay. I would imagine he did yeah. because I don't think they wrote lyrics for their music. They just wrote this killer groove yeah. and he kind of came over it and did this thing. And it's just a beautiful moment about kind of uh, just growing up and what, like, and even then it's like, it's a vague message about growing up and being a man yeah. and, you know, meeting women and encountering the opposite sex for the first time. And, yeah. you know, uh, kind of him growing from a boy and you know maybe his first love it doesn't say yeah but even then it's vague i don't like my messages to be terribly vague i like it to be a story that somebody can hear and there's a message in it that's clear i yeah i'd have to agree i think some of my favorite songs are exactly that like where it, it kind of leaves it up to interpretation maybe a little bit mm-hmm. like you 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 can you can derive what you want from it right and it, and it can uh well, that's what a lot of '90s rock was. Yeah. Now, that, when I I start thinking about lyrics, there were a lot of nonsensical lyrics. In I some lo- of that. I look at uh, the Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, see, I always um, loved Scott Weiland's songwriting. He did. Uh, well, yeah, and I did too. Yeah. And then I looked at Still the lyrics, did. and I was like, "Really? That's what this says?" Because yeah. I started <laughs> singing them and yeah. covering them. Yeah. Um, and what was that real big one? Um, Creep. Oh, okay. Forward yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Na, 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 na. And I, I had, I never knew that that song was about a guy getting his 
dick chopped off. Is and, it really? And tossed out the window by his wife. <laughs> I didn't either. That, that's what the whole song was kind of based Thank around. God. And you never know that because of the song. You <laughs> no, don't know that. No, like, I, would, I would never, I would never would have guessed. Take time and take time with a wounded hand because it likes to heal. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I don't know. And like, it, he, he does was, that change everything for you when you listen to it now? Knowing all the message of it, yeah, yeah, I mean it does, um, but yeah, it, it kind of threw me off, yeah, and uh, which it was cool, but like Black Hole Sun from um, oh, Chris Cornell, uh, uh, Soundgarden, uh, Sound yeah, like I still don't know what that's about. I don't either. Black don't, Hole Sun, yeah, like it's something, no, no, all no, sorts no, of weird no, shit yeah. in that song about you know snakes uh, and. Also, he sings about snakes a lot, though, Chris Cornell. I, I listen to a lot of Soundgarden. He, yeah, he was kind of a snake guy. Not in the, not personality. No. He was not a snake. Something. But, like, it just makes sense that he would like snakes. Snakes? <laughs> I, mean, I don't yeah. know why. Snakes, fruit, riding snakes. Yeah. Kissing fruit. Maybe I'm getting that wrong. But he 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 had some stuff in there. I loved Soundgarden so much. That was yeah. that was one of my... Well, like... Uh, we played some Soundgarden in the the band I was in down the street here, like one of my first bands. Like, that was, God, that was everything. Like Kim Thale, especially the guitar player in that band. Like I, I, uh, all of the solos in Soundgarden. You know how it's like that crazy wah wah that just goes mm -hmm. nuts, and it's just like it's almost the same way. It's just nonsensical, like a thousand notes just going crazy. And I tried my hardest to emulate that, like. It, I I loved it. I wore a, I wore oh, my Wawa pedal out in that bedroom <laughs> up there and, and caused what's his name? God, I wish I could remember his name. Something, we, something because we 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 talked about him doing the hot foot. I can't remember his name. It's and, tough, and it might be bad if I if I alienate. I don't want to. Maybe, maybe he's still. Maybe he is currently a transcript uh, employee, and I don't want to. I don't uh, want to out him here. Maybe on the. Do you, do you have a, an acronym for this? You know, I don't yet, really. No. Oklahoma Songwriters Podcast, OSP. So that sounds like a law enforcement agency. Yeah, like I, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, we go with that. We'll figure one out. There's a lot of stuff that starts with OS. Did you record the intro song? I did. Nice. I wrote I wrote that because it was one that was just it was kind of fun, bouncy. Yeah. little finger-picking melody. I dig it. It's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where I am anymore. I don't either. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you've talked a lot about your, your musical background at this point. Um, and you were talking about playing in that first band. When did you start like performing out? Uh, I started with that band. I, uh, that's, that's kind of, I think that's why we started that band. Like, so we could just start playing shows. Were you familiar with Buzz's Subs? I was. Yeah. That's where we played our first show. That building that, what is it now? It's like a, it's a castle over there. Something yeah. castle. It's No, I think it's, I saw the other day, it says like the Abbey or some shit on it. Mm. And it has a rainbow underneath it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've seen like 18 different names painted on the side of that, but I yet I've never yeah. actually seen. Well, and they kept it as a music venue for a lot of those names mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I never... Uh, I think when it was Sooner Nights or something, I went in there a couple mm. times, but it was it was quite the. But we used to go in there at Buzz the Subs because we were just you know kids, and that was the only place. Maybe that's why around here that we could even play. Cause yeah, that makes sense. I saw my um, just a pizza place. Have you ever met Eric Walshap? 
I don't know. That sounds familiar. He's a sax player, and he okay. uh, he plays for um, what is it, Banana Seat? Okay. Now, um, oh, no. I guess I guess their their sax player is just be retiring or whatever from okay. them. And, I remember uh, seeing them back in the day. Yeah. So he hopped in on that, but he was <laughs> he was in a band called Third Grade Scuffle. Ah, yes, I played with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, maybe it buzzes subs. <laughs> you know, I think so. Yeah. They had so much fun. They were such yeah. a, it was a cool little thing they had going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he used to play there and I know that I went to at least one show there. Um, yeah. And, but he, he's like the, what is he? He's like the, the, it's like a ska band, wasn't it? Well, that was a ska. Yeah. Um, but it just cracks me up that all the little bands and things we do growing up and then, cause now he's the, um, not the president of the school of music, but he like, he runs everything wow. for him now. And he's like, it look, cracks me up how adult he is. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> like he got his masters and yeah. all, all that stuff. And he's. That's see, that's admirable. Yeah. Super talented guy. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet too. Yeah. But yeah, it just cracks nice. me up. Well, I've, I've seen him play. I just, it's been so long ago. Oh yeah. Back then, we were all doing the same. We were just yeah. wailing on stuff. We used to play with... I was in a band called Lazarus 4. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know that I ever saw them. Well, you didn't miss but. anything, but... <laughs> uh, but we... Yeah, we played at Buzz the Subs a lot. Matter of fact, we practiced there, and I they hated it. Like, they, they were just... They would be cringing every time we'd show up. Because it was just obnoxiously loud guitar rock music, and it... Yeah, it... it and I still think about that some sometimes, like how much, uh, how 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 less volume I try to play with now, or or at least some of us do. Oh yeah, you know? subtlety is yeah. the ultimate thing. Yeah, like, uh, and that's actually to me that's the sign of a really really fantastic drummer and bass player. I couldn't agree. Is more. the ability to yeah. control the level of sound. You're because some drummers don't know how to EQ themselves properly. Yeah in a live situation like that. And so you're, you're up on a great big stage. It's less of an issue. The sound guy's like, oh, less, less hats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so it's somewhat mitigated, but everybody can still tell when you're, you're slapping the shit out of it. And it's like, <laughs> it's really quiet, but he is swinging his arm really hard. Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah. Was, we had so much of that. And in that, and it was like the end of the days of bringing in like stacks you know, you don't see a whole lot of stacks anymore. No, you see combo amps everywhere. Well, you look I, I'm now. the same way, but oh, I am too. I got my little acoustic right. amp back there. That's pretty much all I use. Why? Yeah, right. But God, dude, yeah, like 100 watt Marshall stacks and yeah. PV stacks. Like, and we would just how much bigger can I murder? Make yeah, and it would be like a competition. But like, oh, you have 100 watts, and then we're like, okay, I got 120 watts, and then we have this, and we have that, and then next thing you know, people are just angry that you're even mm-hmm. there. <laughs> oh yeah because you're getting so much guitar out of like this small it's area so of the stage stu- it's so stupid and then you're getting some bass from over here and, and we then, thought it was the greatest thing ever yeah. We, oh, yeah. we thought our it's like our goal was to destroy everyone and everything <laughs> but we, for some reason in our heads we thought that was the best thing to do yeah man. and uh and and part of me kind of misses that that ignorance of just like not knowing any better. It was such a fun time. And just turning up my guitar and yeah. destroying shit. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, 
I actually want, I've, I want to try to capture someone's attention and imagination in a good way and, yeah. not, and not in a way of like, God, can you please turn down? Can you please stop? Yeah. Remember we played in Stillwater one time on the, oops, on the strip and, uh, and, and we traveled the whole way there and we got there like really early and the, of course there was no one there and they were close. So we sat out in our cars for like hours. I don't know why we got there so early. We thought we, we thought that would be good. We all had our papers, paperwork because I don't know if we were even 21 yet, you know. Oh, right, right. That our parents, you know, and we had them notarized so we could play in a bar. So we get up there and and we kick off and we just murder everybody the first song and everybody has their, and it's just these college kids. And even these college kids, they had their backs turned to us and and we and we play this first song and it's just an all out onslaught of 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 horrifying volume this wall of chaos yes <laughs> and and it's just crickets afterwards and uh and one guy turns around and he's like can you turn the fuck down <laughs> <I did. laughs> and that was it <laughs> that was the rest of the gig best and, critique <laughs> like, <laughs> So and that was like a turning point in my, I don't know if it was like 17 or 18, somewhere in there. I was like, oh God, we're doing something wrong. This can't be right. Yeah. People respond to the level of talent, not the level of volume. Oh God. <laughs> and which, and I, I totally subscribe to the fact that if you're going to move people, you got to move air. Like you, you mm -hmm. got to have some volume, but. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, I, and, and so, so often now you see bands that either like they'll bring like a modeling thing or like a, a some sort of thing they just plug in direct and there's just no amps whatsoever and it's all through the through the PA and I I don't know how I feel about that cuz every time I, I see still that like it's, to have an amp it's with so something. uninspiring to yeah just I saw a band recently which well, should be a scene and amps are a scene they're part of the yeah. the structure of what you expect to see yeah it's a, you know, it, the stage looks weird if there's nothing but a drum set well, yeah, then you then you have to be like a pop star. You'd have to put on a, a fucking show. Like you'd have to. You, there you go. Where's your all white jumpsuit you and you bouncing around on scarves or whatever the, the, <laughs> the drapes that people did? Like yes, you you got to do the thing. You got to have a show, and yeah. if it's if you don't have, I which don't know, I don't yeah. know, but in a dive bar, how often are you going to have that? I guess some people do. Oh, a show? Like, yeah, yeah. The well. Uh, so and, and everybody that was signed up to listen to about songwriting has just tuned out hours ago. Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's okay. He's talking about amps. They just want to be. It's this lame shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to go to Guitar Center and buy a fucking amp. Yeah, we know to be quiet, <laughs> asshole. We know. We don't have amps anymore. We've already beat you to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all made on their computers and now you know the thing that uh uh and doing the the prep for this deal and i was looking through the thing and the one thing that stood out to me was the uh is there a thing that you need every time for for when you sit down to write a song oh yeah and there's not there isn't really but there's a thing that i like and i was looking because you, you had your pen in your hand i really like those uh pilot precise v7 or the V5, those really inky rollerball pins. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. I love those. And I, I almost feel like if I have that, uh, it's almost even more inspiring to write a song. It's like, going to be a good day. If I have this, mm -hmm. I, gotta, I, I need to put it to use. And if I just have like a shit pin, 
I, I, it's almost not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Those real cheap pens where it feels like you're, it's struggling to like, why are you making me write? Yeah. Like, is that weird? No, this one does pretty well. And it's super cheap. Is that defeatist? Like if I have if I have a shit pen, well, because that, that's I mean that's not entirely true. Because if like if there is some inspiration and you're in that thing where like oh it's well you are everybody's gonna have those moments I feel where right. you you've got to like I have to get this idea down somehow. Yes. You give me I'll write it with my blood if I have to right oh, now because you had those moments uh -huh. where it's like this is something big. Yeah. And those are those. Those are those days when like, oh man, I wrote a song in 30 minutes and it's, I feel like it's the best thing I've ever written in my life. Oh, see, and that's, that's where I feel like the best ones. Yeah. Those are, well, they usually are. Because Do a lot of people say that? You bypass so many of your insecurities when, when something feels like it just falls God. out, you don't even have time to question. That's exactly And so it. it's like, it's like when that natural beauty happens and mm -hmm. it's and it, it's not even of you. It's almost it's a, it's a spiritual moment. You feel like it, it comes yeah. from somewhere else, like somebody oh, yeah, gave the, it to yeah, you, came somebody, from the ether. Or that's something. what it feels like yeah. whenever you have those moments. And I love those moments, but I also you can't have that without the struggle of fighting yeah. your way through. When I feel like I've boxed myself into this corner, and I'm like, yeah. if I don't finish this song, I'm never going to finish another song in my life. See, is how I like to look at it. I hate that. And I, I, I don't finish every song. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are some where I get to a point and I'm like, this didn't go where it was supposed to. Yeah. And there's no way to fix. Do you, Do you feel like you just have to give up on it and just turn your back on it and just put it, it on the shelf and yeah, it walk recycles away. itself. Yeah. You know. Uh, but there are songs that I've had for years. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, have been, that took forever to be pulled out of me because they just weren't done yet. Mm -hmm. The story wasn't over. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen a few times. I wrote a, I wrote a bit of lyric like three years ago mm -hmm. and I never had any melody to it. I never had anything. Yeah. But I had this bit of lyric that I'd written down and I was like, someday. Yeah. And uh, I finished it like three months ago. That's great. And it was, it's one of my favorite songs to sing. And wow. It's one where it doesn't happen every time, but like the first couple times I sang it and I sang it correctly. Yeah. Uh, Cause I always forget lyrics the first time I sing a song. Yeah. But that's new. <laughs> uh, but once I worked I, out, I, once I, I ironed it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I it, was, it was one of those songs where as soon as I started playing it, a hush fell over the, the place. Nice. Cause it was just uh, not too far off like what your song feels like, the mm -hmm. one we recorded today. Mm -hmm. Um, it just has a natural vibe where it, it's something, a new tone has just fallen over this place. Yeah. And people wow. turn and they watch and they listen, especially from like the first moment or the first couple of notes that I sing with the words. Yeah. People, it just, I knew it would turn their heads because yeah. I've seen, just like I talked about, like yeah. you, you notice as a writer when something you've written gets attention. Mm -hmm. And so you save up all those little moments and you try to put them in every song where it's like, this grabs attention. This, this yeah. people love this. See, I, I don't, I don't have that. I mean, I, I, I notice when the heads are turned, but I don't, I don't have like a, I don't catalog that away and go, well, it's okay, a, it's an unintentional that. thing. Yeah. Well, definitely. I, I feel like it just happens in any ways. Mm. I mean, people feel like they're getting better at something just because they've done it a lot. Well, yeah. in some truth. Yeah. But yeah, Whenever someone turns and notices, you you get joy inside that resonates in you, yeah. and whether you know it or not, you catalog that in some way. 
Well, yeah, I guess maybe you're right. Yeah. Because you get better. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, and I don't know. A lot of times I feel like it feels like the room too, because there's some songs I, I don't give a shit what, oh, yeah. what song I'm doing. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck, you know? Oh, no. That, and there's, uh, yeah, I yeah. 100%. But that is a magical feeling though, especially when nobody is, it gives a fuck, or at least it feels like that. And then the, when the hush falls mm -hmm. on there and, and, and you do notice people, I, I, I like it so much that it. I have to catch myself and, and keep going because I like, I don't, I don't want to seem like an asshole and express my joy too much. But like, oh, I have your attention, you know. <laughs> but it is a magical feeling. It, yeah. it really is when you, that connection happens. Well, because that's what it's about. It I mean, is, is I what don't. It's all about. Yeah. I want a connection. I want to feel like we're all a part of something. Mm -hmm. And if I can say some words in a pleasant enough way. Yeah. With the but with the right melody and the right tone and the right thing, it's like it grabs people. Same way comedians, yeah, they battle all the like years and years of just like, well, I can't say it like that or whatever, and they they come up with this routine yeah, where right. they get people just rolling on the floor laughing, and it's kind of that same process. You're just trying to connect and resonate, mm -hmm. and the more people you can connect and resonate with, the better it feels, and yeah. so you chase that. That's so true. Chasing that feeling, mm -hmm. that deal. It's the only high left that I get to experience <laughs> other than caffeine. So yeah, that's what I chase. Oh man, that's quite the high. It is. There's nothing like that. The caffeine high or the huh? oh resonating oh. with people. Higher <laughs> <laughs> the caffeine's yeah. pretty good too. That's a hell of a drug. I have to have caffeine, but you know, yeah. being up on a stage singing and people just moving with your music mm -hmm. and. Because then it feels like they're moving with you. Yeah. And absolutely. it's just like, there's nothing better than human connection. That There's never going to be. Yeah. And that's why we do, that's a big part of why we do what we do. That's, yeah, that's a a lot of people tell me they write songs and they could give a shit less about the people yeah. that hear them. And I'm like, well, you're, you're performing. Yeah. You play these songs for people. That's a good point. And yeah. at a certain point, I feel like every artist needs to recognize that you're not doing this just for yourself. You may need to do this, yeah. But really, take a look at why you're doing it, because you like, like most of us are in some, and not everybody is, but I, I'm a big time people pleaser. Mm. I love to see people happy. I love to see people, yeah, you know, doing well and 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 being able to participate in that in some form, yeah. And so it's like that's how that's why I write. I mean, I I I, I stopped writing sad songs. A while ago. Really? Yeah, years ago. Uh, I kind of stopped focusing on... As a decision? Of, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was a decision. I was, mm -hmm. I, I started fighting it because I know that you, you had to have experienced this at some point. Why are your songs so sad? Oh, God. That's, I've been asked why that are, so many times. Like, do you have anything that's not melancholy? Do you have anything that's faster? Or, you know, that, well, that's, well, that's what I started naturally writing happy-sounding songs but with sad shit like that's oh yeah you went 80s with it like yeah. all the top 80s tracks are these you know super awesome songs that like make people want to dance the but they're super set. serious and sad i play with my band is that like it's it's a fun rock show but if you are paying any attention to the lyrical content it's it's pretty goddamn sad and, <laughs> and I, I i get self-conscious about that honestly because it's like i i want people to have a good time but i it's hard for me to write happy stuff. Oh, it's the hardest. It's the hardest thing because I feel like it's disingenuous. I, I don't feel like it's. I'm actually 
doing something that's real. Because any any stuff that just pours out of me naturally is naturally sad for whatever reason. Oh, well, that's the emotion that oozes out. I guess so, <laughs> like, right? I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, I, I don't I don't ooze happiness. No, I mean... Does anybody... Somebody's got to ooze happiness. There are someone they aren't out there. They songwriters. They are not songwriters. There's got to be somebody out there that's <laughs> oozing happy songs nonstop. I have, I have yet to meet a songwriter that... Ha- like that writes happy yeah. that started writing happy or that wouldn't agree that writing happy music is really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and the way I write happy music is mostly I just, I write songs with a, just a really positive message to them. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily like I, I don't sing about sunshine. I don't sing about, yeah. you know, having a whistle while you're, you know, it's not like happy on the nose. Yeah, it's like not happy on the nose, but yeah. it's more like quality of life. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but yeah, I it, think I've only written really one sad song in the last uh, year. Yeah. And it was it was the one that I started like three years ago. Oh, wow. And it was just that piece of lyric. But even that has this kind of really atmospheric kind of feel to it because mm. it's like the opening lyric is I'm headed west um, behind the sun. Yeah. If I do it right, tomorrow will never come. And it was just about trying to stay in this bubble yeah. of time and trying not to move forward or move back because you're afraid. Yeah. You know, and it's, and that's a fear that we all fear or feel, mm-hmm. I, I think. And, I think so too. And so it was just this really cool message, but I was waiting on the rest of the story for three years. I was waiting for it. Wow. And I finally found it um, in a breakup. Uh, which, yeah. And I, I needed that to finish it. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Yet another moment in time where I chose music over. Yeah. Over everything else. Do you ever? Do you ever sit down and go, okay, I've got this thing that I am experiencing, and I'm going to write a song about exactly that. I'm going to write a song about this thing. I I used to do that, and I still yeah. kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I just line up. Uh, now I just kind of line up a motive. Like mm-hmm. I just, I want it to be a kind of feel like this. Yeah. And, uh, but there are, there are moments where I do specific messages still. Yeah. Um, but it's just really hard because it, it, you, it has to be the chorus. Yeah. The thing has to be the chorus. So I focus on that first. See, well, like you were saying about writing a song or starting a song at one point and then putting it away and coming back to it. My problem is with that, like, Sometimes I'll come back to it and I'll go, I don't even remember the headspace, the headspace. So I don't remember the, I don't remember the, the frame of mind I was in. And so the meaning of whatever that is, whether it be a verse or a chorus, even though I love it, it's like, it takes on a whole new meaning. And then I'll like, I, I just had this recently. I have this, I have uh, what I would consider to be a verse, I guess I have two verses that, which I really love and, but I can't find anything to go with it. And when I wrote it, it was in like a really like anxiety ridden time of my life. So it's, it's kind of almost about anxiety, like I guess, or it was at the time. But now when I, when I'm singing it and playing, I'm like, I just don't feel that. I don't feel it at all. I'm not anxious. I'm not in that place. So I don't really, I don't know. I don't know how to finish it. And so everything that I, you know, like I, I was writing something the other night and, uh, it, it was almost like politically tinged or something. And I'm like, this just, doesn't feel right. I mean, it works with it. Yeah. But it's not, it's like, it's almost like, okay, it's one song during the verse, then it turns into a whole nother song during, at least in my head it does. I don't know. I don't know 
if that translates to a listener or what. Yeah. So that's the problem I have with shelving songs, you know, because they take on completely different meanings to me later. Well, and sometimes that that is what happens uh, for me. I just call them recycles. You know, yeah. it, it goes back in. I, I, I quit focusing on finishing that because mm-hmm. it's no longer that. This is just a, it's like a broke down car in the lawn that I'm parting out at that point. Yeah. And so that's how I use that that's song. That's a good way to look at it. And so I eventually I'll recycle it because I'll, I'll be like, you know what? I really do love the guitar part though. Yeah. And so I'll start hammering around on that and then I'll be, I, I might finally explore and find like, okay, here's the chorus chords for this. Yeah. And then I might, you know, I might then come up with the chorus and then it, once I have the chorus, I may go back to those verses and be like, is there any way that I can slant these or whatever? And yeah. Sometimes I wind up just pulling the melody off of it and yeah. abandoning the words and yeah. just rewriting that part of it. Yeah. Sometimes I've kept the words and then got to uh, do it, did a new melody. Yeah. Or, or, or sometimes uh, I've had, I've had a, a chorus that I, I brought into a, a, an old chorus that I brought into a new song. And, uh, but it was a completely different key. So like, I couldn't, oh, I couldn't, couldn't sing quite, the chorus yeah. the same way. Cause it was like out of my range. So I had to kind of like rearrange it, but it ended up working. It was cool. So, and we play it with my band every time we, uh, well, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Nobody would ever know, but you never know I what's going to happen. No. Oh. With, well, I just mean, you never know what's going to happen. You don't, yes. you just fire shots in the dark and then yeah. eventually they land where they're supposed to. Do you ever get that feeling though, that like. Cause I I don't know I always want to strive for something that's new like I always want to mm-hmm. I always want like I want to come up with something I need new to break out of my I want to get something fresh yeah. and I feel so goddamn lazy like if I I've okay so I've got this song and I'm missing the chorus and like I said and I rob a chorus from something old that I've written I know it doesn't matter but there's that part <laughs> of me that's like God I'm so fucking worthless like I I just I should write something new, but then I it was like, and I steal that and I use it and it works, and then I feel it like it makes a jerk. me question my ability because I'm like maybe I'm all <laughs> out of fresh chords. I'm dried dry up ideas. here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. And that's that's it's so stupid because it's just a like a mental game I'm playing with myself because yeah. nobody knows well, your bar or cares. is so high. I, you, the 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 farther along you go, yeah. the more the higher your bar gets for what you is what is acceptable for excellence in your mind from yourself, and it is insane. Oh God, I know. Because that's why I've drifted back and used old ideas that I'm still like, man, this was awesome. Yeah. When I thought of that idea, I had no motive, I had no desire, I was just playing around, yes. and in a moment of just pure, you know, inspiration and joy, yeah, this idea came out. And I, and so I, and it just sits there because it, I couldn't really do anything with it at the time. Yeah. And so later I wind up recycling it, but yeah, maybe you, you know, you write things that are ahead of their time. Maybe that's a good you know, way to for look yourself. At it. And then yeah. you get to drift back and use them because you're finally, you're at a level where, well, now I can play this and sing over it or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, and we talked about this earlier, the, at least I think we did. The thing about songs just coming to you where mm-hmm. you feel like you don't even write it. Uh, I enjoy that so much. And I feel like all of my best songs, I feel like I hear everybody say this. Like, oh, my best songs are the ones that I didn't even write or the ones that just I didn't have to think about. And they, I like that so much that I feel like I'm spoiled to where like I don't even yeah. want to try. Like I, I don't want to struggle over a song. No. I don't want to sit there and slave over a notebook and torture myself 
and be like, I love this idea. I just need to finish it. And I never finish it. And I, and it just makes me want to burn my notebook. And so if I could, it, I almost wish it never happened to start with. Like I wish that it, <laughs> this moment of pure, you're just like, I, why did you give me this? I, I, I don't want it because like now it's, that's all I ever want. Like just plug yeah. me in, give me a song and then I'll be done with it. And then I'll be good for a couple of weeks or a month or however long. Yeah. Why can't that be a thing? I mean, it kind of is, but <laughs> nobody knows how to harness that though, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that comes to mind is there are the songwriters and then there are the people that perform those songs yeah. and those performers are the ones, they're the only people I know that get a song dropped into their lap. That's like, that's true. this is already perfect. You're going to love singing it. It was written basically for you. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, they're the only ones that get to experience the backbreaking work that guys like us put in yeah we do every once in a while get that pure bliss of a song coming out and it's just like yeah this is you know well, that's why i do it like but. the one that we did it, that we recorded mm -hmm. uh that was the same way like it i didn't it just it it just came to me as i like i, I would the words would come and i would write them down and it it felt so good and it i didn't even know what it was about like you'd, you just read it and and you just kind of I don't know, interpret it or cook up the narrative in your head or maybe change right. a few words like, well, that doesn't feel right. Or, or I also have moments where I feel like that word's way too vulnerable. Like I shouldn't say that. That reveals way too much. I got to change that. You know, yeah. like that's too on the nose. Like we were talking about, I don't like the, too, if it's too, too literal, freaks me out. It's kind of like yeah. modern day country music. It, it gags me when somebody's like, Ooh. well, I got a ice chest full of cold beer and the windows oh, down. Yeah. It's like, that drives me nuts. That's fine and all, but yeah, I, there's nothing you can't interpret that. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I like to do that really sets my mind and my imagination on fire is description. Yeah. That's what I like. I don't like to say I fell in love with a redhead that yeah. broke my heart. Instead, I want to write, you know, I still find strands of red hair scattered around everywhere. You know, I, I, I still find, you know, um, your scent is still lingering somehow in this house and I have cleaned it top to bottom. You know, those things like I can't, oh, it won't leave my nostril. You're breaking yeah. my heart as things I like sit that. here. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's how. Have you been in love with a redhead? I have. It was so have I. Yeah. My God, my friend. <laughs> I feel your pain. Holy shit. But it's that stuff. Yeah. I love to set that scene like, you know, the freckles on her shoulder or whatever it is. God, those, man. those little pieces yeah. that put a person in someone's mind instead of me saying just, oh yeah, this redhead broke my fucking heart. <laughs> fucking bitch. You know, like, yeah. You know, instead yeah. of that, you just have to build, build that scene. And, uh, oh I, man, well, you, you just built it <laughs> right here now. That was, that was wonderful. I would listen to that song. Well, that, yeah, I'll Is that play a song? It those aren't lyrics in it. Oh. But, well, parts of those, because I describe her hair. I describe, you know, just the things that didn't, you know, the things that didn't work, but in a way mm. that it, it sets the scene. I never tell you what happened. I yeah. just tell you the most important pieces that yeah. build that puzzle. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's how I, that's when I feel like I've written a great song to I wish, me. I wish I could write a song like that. Like I try and I, <laughs> I, I just feel like a jerk. when I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> this song that you've, that we recorded today is fucking awesome. Well, Riders on a train. Thank you very much. But I feel like it's, 
if you didn't have a context to it, like mm-hmm. you're you're not you're not going to know. You're going to be like, what is what is this? It's cross country travel on on rails. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> but you, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what, who cares about that? <laughs> I want to know about the redhead. That's <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Well, that's just God. Who can't relate with Harris on a sink? Yeah. Whether it's heartbreaking or not, everybody's got hair. Well, maybe you don't, but I, <laughs> I mean, I do from I shaving it. But. I oh, do you shave your head? Oh yeah, yeah. I just it's. Well, I mean, you but you don't have the simpler. shedding thing though. No, I don't. You don't have the but shedding I mean, problem that most of. Uh, well, I don't know a lot of body hair out there though. There is. There's a little bit of that. Not from me necessarily, but like you know, I don't have a lot of body hair. Yeah. Oh, I do, but I just take care of stuff. For those listening. For those of any (laughs) potential suitors out there, I I keep a tight ship, whatever that means. (laughs) And you weren't even in the Navy. (laughs) No. No. Have you ever been on a ship at all? Um, Yeah, just not. An airship? Not like a, a, yeah, I've been on an airship, but not in the military. It was just from uh, tours and things, like, because I've loved some like since being in the military, I've loved some military things that because yeah. like a carrier is insane. Oh, I bet it is to just look at and like they have. Um, this was out in Charleston. They have a I can't remember what it's called, um, but it's a great big old naval carrier, and it mm-hmm. was just we got to walk through this thing, and it's just insane to see like how large these things are, yeah. how many people they hold, yeah. like a freaking runway. Yeah. On the water. Yeah. Right. Like the amount of effort it, it takes to engineer something like that. I was just like, it blew my mind it to is. walk through some of that stuff. But well, I've never been out on the water on a great big ship or anything. I've yeah. been on a couple sailboats, but that's about it. Yeah. I yeah I, I don't I don't I don't have a whole lot of water experiences myself. You know, and uh, man, we're naturally afraid of sunlight as songwriters. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. We operate in darkness, so we don't really do a lot of sunshine. And I, I always have this romantic vision too of like going to a park or something with my notebook and sitting down and. Kind I've of... tried it a thousand times, sitting on the porch, <laughs> like on a great day. Yeah, and I'm just like, Doesn't... no, I need to be inside where I can see the outside. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I can't be out here. No, no, God, yeah, like why? I'd, I, why would why would I be writing songs out there? I could. There's no. so many more wonderful things to be doing out there. Yeah. Although, I mean, you know, and then there's always the thing, too, because I always have, like, the neighbor that's looking at me like, what the fuck? What are you doing out there? This is where I talk on the phone to my side piece. (laughs) Get back. I can hear that shit. It's too goddamn loud. And Do you you have that problem here with neighbors? Oh, no. Uh, Actually, my neighbors just on the other side of me are they're phenomenal oh it's great um i mean i shut down my rehearsals at 10 anyways just in case i do the same thing but people nobody's ever they don't even say they can hear it like he's yeah. like sometimes i walk out back just to listen to you guys you know i can hear wow. you from my back porch but yeah that's about it that's great yeah more than both i think if one if not two of their kids are uh in music okay so it's kind of like they're like happy that it's around them a little bit yeah and there's not there's i remember at least well it's funny because we I don't know if it was over here or not at the with the first band I was in, but all the other bands, though, there's like there's nothing. There's not a worse feeling when you're like in the middle of a a practice or jamming and having a good time. And then you get the knock and the the cops show up and everything. It's just such a such a buzzkill. And 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just getting <laughs> somewhere. People trying to relax on their couches. and You're, <laughs> you're ruining Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're ruining one of the Jimmys. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even... Do you watch the Jimmys? Any of the Jimmys? Yeah, yeah, no, not no, really. Either. I mean, I, I've seen clips on YouTube that's, or whatever. That's like as deep as it gets now. But it's that's like, as deep as I go. While you're using the bathroom, you watch the the segment, and you're like, oh, okay, and then the, you're yeah, done with it. I catch some of the highlight, but yeah. no. Other than playing music and probably too many video games, yeah. <laughs> I don't really, <laughs> I don't dive into a lot of just regular TV. I don't either. I And I, I miss like... Especially like I used to watch a lot of David Letterman back in the day. I loved David Letterman, mm-hmm. and I loved he had such good music on his show, and that was yeah. like part of the the experience for me was I I got to find so many great bands just yeah through that show. It was well, like, there, wow, that was kind this? of a vehicle for discovery. Yeah, well, yeah. Before, and now, yeah, now it's, people couldn't really care less. No, it blew my mind. I saw um, you have all the music ever in your palm, of your hand, and yeah, who gives a shit. Yeah, I'll listen to whatever track I listen to when I work out. A million and, times already. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember seeing it blew I couldn't believe this happened. What was it? John Moreland and uh Parker Millsap. They both really? have been on what is that guy's name? I know uh, Parker was on Conan. They've both been on Conan. Yeah. Wow. Blew my mind. I I I watched their performances and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I saw this motherfucker at the deli that's right, two yeah. months ago. Yeah. And he's on Conan. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a fantastic opportunity. But at the same time, I also realize like people aren't really getting discovered necessarily off of that stuff anymore. I'm sure that was a huge boost, you know, don't get me wrong. Oh, it's gotta be to yeah. their popularity and yeah, yeah. getting their music out to new fans. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, not the world doesn't watch Conan like they used to no yeah especially because he's on cable now too like mm, yeah. so he's not even you have to pay to see him right yeah damn i know and i that was that was my deal like i would watch i'd watch letterman and as soon as he was over this was like before dvrs before any of the things and then when he was over and then i would tune into conan yeah that was my nightly routine as a teenager yeah now now it's crazy i don't know now there is no nightly routine no, it's Netflix. I'm watching the same show I've seen a thousand times and I'm falling asleep to it. <laughs> it is. Because I can close my eyes yeah. and I can still basically watch it. Manage the back pain and go to bed. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I know. That's the story of my life. Hey, and you know, and I, I often wonder, because dealing with back pains, we talked about that. I did mm-hmm. with back pain too. And I, I'm like, man, maybe I should write about that. <laughs> but I can't. I can't. I can never sit down and go, I'm going to write about this. I can't do it. And I wish I could. I, I don't know how to do that. It, it's even like, even if I I pick up, like I pick up the guitar and I start strumming, like it's got to be, it's never, ever, rarely ever is it a lyric. It's usually a melody. To, yeah. You have to tie it to something. Yeah. It's, it's something will, will inspire it or mm-hmm. influence it. But it, I can't think of any time ever that I've kept a song or played a song that I liked. Yeah, and, and that I believed in, and that I I still play to this day. That I that I wrote intentionally, you know. Yeah, it's just got to be something that is sounds exciting when I pick up the instrument. Well, here's an idea on a back pain song. Okay, uh, I was just thinking, like, because what you have to do is, uh, and you already know this, but 
but this is actually this this segment this portion of what we're talking about i think would be really beneficial for people absolutely to hear because say you have official to me <laughs> you have a project uh -huh. you have a song idea you want to write about something that in your head sounds goofy yes like back pain uh -huh. i don't know how to write about back pain what well i want to write a uh, a serious song yes about it and not just a goofy laughy song about yes, it which Instead, i feel i could do that yeah anybody could write about yeah. you know a funny kind of tinged song about yeah oh, my back hurts why'd you ride me so hard whatever it is <laughs> you know something goofy sure but in reality to make something to give it gravity because everybody because here's a pain that most people deal with sure yeah, most yeah. everybody deals with back pain yeah um and so you got to think of something that's broken what else is broken you know uh, everybody, there are a ton of, and it doesn't have to be this, but how many songs have you heard about a guitar Yeah. for someone talking about, and they give it life Yeah. to an, an, an inanimate object. Think of a guitar with a broken neck. You know, I have this old guitar that hangs on the wall. that has got a crack in the neck. Yeah. I don't play it out anymore, but yeah, I still love to pull it off the wall and see what I can squeeze out of it. You know, it, it, and it turned it into a story of a, a, an instrument that you just, you can't, it can't do what it used to be able to do, but I, all those beautiful memories are still there and it's still got a fire and a life in it. My God. And man. so you write a song about the, the guitar. <laughs> you need to be teaching a seminar or something. <laughs> That's so good. That's great. I, I'm inspired. Well, good. Write, write the back paint song. I would never think about that though. I wouldn't. I just, like I said, I just, I don't know if my brain just doesn't work that way. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this, what you just said, but I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe I'm being negative and defeatist, It may, it may but, not. It may lead to something else. I mean, nothing is that's ever. That's a good point too. Nothing is ever, is ever wasted when it comes yeah. to creativity. And, but that's why people like us have to get together because you have ideas that I don't and you have that's, approaches yeah. to things that I don't. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, I was talking to CJ and Steve about that. They were worried about like, they were talking about their sound and I was telling them how impressed I am with it. And yeah. uh, they were like, I don't know why more people aren't. I was like, I was like, nobody else is doing it. Yeah. You know, Jerry is extremely happy that you guys are here, even though he doesn't know who you are yet, but yeah. he will. And then um, we were talking about that and they were like, I don't know why more people don't do it. And I was like, you got to think about it more like, cause here's the thing. I used to think that, Yeah. I used to ask myself, I used to be really, really self-conscious about my falsetto. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, nobody else does it. You know, in the 90s, everybody was screaming their guts out. Yeah. And nobody gave a shit about somebody singing in their falsetto. Not a, a man. A little bit of Radiohead. No, Tom yeah. York, he has no, some yeah, nice I mean, there, Not that it was not yeah. present in some way. Yeah, but not. But I started, and eventually I just find, I finally said, fuck it. That's my range. Yeah. I can't scream and add a whole lot of rasp to my voice. Did you try though? Oh yeah, of course we tried. We all tried. I did too, man. CJ did it, but I really? can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't either. I tried so hard. There's still that oh, part yeah. of me that wishes I could. But Sometimes I think, you know, I'll no, do it, I'm but no. Some third rate country crooner. <laughs> <laughs> We, we gotta be something, man. We well, it's like you were just saying, I think it got to that point where it's like, I tried so hard when I would hear stuff like that and I would just, it scare the shit out of me. I'm like, I don't want to be that. Right. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want somebody to tell me that. And so I'd try so hard to be something that, I, that and, and I think I, there's a lot of people that have maybe like a forced singing voice or a thing that they do. Yeah, that's the other part. Too. It's like a singing character that they portray or something, but. 
I, I can't do that either. So I, I just decided, fuck it, I'm just going to own what I have and oh yeah, just go with it. You, you know? If you do that, though, yeah. you find your voice. You do. Yeah. And the other part of that is I realized I sing a lot of, I do some falsetto stuff. Mm. And I can also, there's a one or two songs where I'll sing all the way through. Yeah. From you know my chest up through my mix and into the falsetto, mm. and it's just a smooth transition, and nobody realizes what I'm doing. Yeah, um, but I know that what I just did is really fucking hard for anybody else to do. Yeah, uh, unless you're an ex- like a, an accomplished vocalist can do this. Yeah, and so I started realizing, well, the reason nobody was singing in their falsetto is because they couldn't. Oh god, yeah, or they didn't have the confidence right. or whatever it is, and that's what I told them. I was like. The reason nobody else does what you do is because they can't. Well, Sometimes I, when people so don't right, do yeah. what you do, it's because they can't. Yeah. And so even though you to you it may sound simple and obvious, it's like, no, that's your truth. It's just like that's yeah. your perspective. That's that's your thing. Yeah. You know, I don't have to try to be five foot six. I fucking am five foot six. I don't need to change what I am. I yeah. just need to embrace it and like because that's what I do. But could you imagine though, like being in your early twenties and already being that good at that? You're like, and even though, like, I, I can understand people coming out and be like, "Oh, well, they're nailing that Alice in Chains thing." Yeah, that's really goddamn hard to do. But mm-hmm. God, think about where you're going to be in 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 five, six years. Like, yeah. you're it's it's gonna because I like at their age, I was trying to emulate Zach Wild. Yeah. Ozzy's guitar player. Like I, that's, I just, all I wanted to do was shred and play super heavy and loud. And yeah, <laughs> it's like laughable to think about now. Cause I couldn't do that to save my life. And I, and it, but that led me, you know, down so many paths, you know, and to discover the, the musician that I am now, you know, yeah. like I just, I, you just, you, it's this journey you got to take, you know? Oh yeah. You, every, you have to chase other things. You have to try to emulate other things. You have to practice other styles, Yeah. but you'll never fully be anybody except yourself. And it takes a long time to get, to find out who Harold was, to find out who Jared was. Like it took me forever to get here. Yeah. Oh, right. I I, I still feel like I'm getting there. Yeah. We're never. Yeah. Yeah. It's always evolving. You're never fully there. No, I guess not. You shouldn't be. No. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Could you trust anybody that was like, I know exactly who I am and I'm I don't because I know people like that. Yeah, I, do <laughs> I don't trust them for shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God. So we talked, what did we talk about? We talked about all kinds of stuff, man. Um, we've done a pretty dang good job on talking about kind of some interesting songwriting things. Um, does there, let me see. Is there anything like anything special? I, I like to ask this question. Like, is there something mm-hmm. weird or maybe offbeat or even maybe you just think it's weird or offbeat about the way you write your music that maybe is different than what somebody else does? No, I, I don't know. Cause I, I used to think, because I, like I said, I, I can never write literally. And then I've, I've heard so many people that do the same thing, like where they just, uh, or, or they, they never even have lyrics for the longest time where it's just like sounds and melodies mm-hmm. and maybe just, uh, uh, you know, just, just shit that comes out of your mouth, just weird shit. And, uh, so no, I don't know if there's anything really weird, honestly. And, uh, 
you talked about uh, having like things that you need, like to set you, to put you in the mood, whether it be like alcohol or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have anything like that. At least I can't pinpoint it. The one thing that I have had success with is coffee. Oh, yeah. I was about to say mine is just coffee and, and, a pad and it of was paper never and... intentional. Yeah. But every time I've been drinking coffee while I've been creating, I usually have good results. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know why that is. If the caffeine gets something kicked into gear or what. It's that perfect stimulant. It's lovely. To me. Like it's not enough to like, I'm not, it's not Coke. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. you know, well, I'm not bouncing off the fucking walls well, feeling me, like I'm Superman. It kind of feels like it sometimes. Because like, uh, well, when I wrote the Riders on the Train song, uh, I was writing it or I was in the process of trying to write it and I, I'd had maybe a few lines and I'd that melody over that D chord and uh, and I, I hadn't drank any caffeine for a while. I'd, I'd kind of quit caffeine and I'd made a small thing of espresso. Like it was just one of those tiny little cups, you know? Really? Yeah. I was just nursing it and just like that tiny little sip I would get, I was a few sips in and I was so wired. I was like, almost like, jittery like panic attack wired like yeah. it, was, it was all that was almost too much but there was something about that like i was like i'm gonna channel this and use it to to write this thing and my uh in the middle of it my i was watching my parents dogs they were out of town on vacation so my uh i had the dogs there and they were jogging around the house and i remember i got a call in the middle of of trying to write that song and it's my dad and he's checking on the dogs and stuff and uh and they were in, I think it was in New Mexico. They were supposed to, they were going to ride a train like down through some canyon and it follows some river. And that, because the whole time leading up to that, he was talking about, yeah, we're going on this trip and we're going to ride this train and it's going to be great. And it's really scenic and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, and so like this in the song, it's, it's not literally about them riding on this train, but I, it was one of those things that like, it just couldn't help but be influenced by it when, um, when he was telling me the story as I'm in the middle of having this caffeine-induced panic attack, dealing with their dogs and also trying to write this song. And he was telling me about uh, how they got on a silent car or there's a no-speaking car on this train and they didn't realize that. And he's, you know, they're on there like in vacation mode and he's, he's you know, they're talking and having a good time. And this, Man, this is awesome. <laughs> this lady walks up and she's like, sir, uh, you, you can't speak on here. There's, this is a no-talking car. And he was like, well, if I'd known that, I wouldn't have got on, the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the last thing he told me. And I, I was like, man, that's, that's hilarious. And, and then I finished the song directly after that phone call. That's crazy. And so I, and it, yeah. And it, so I, and it, I didn't have anything about a train in the song prior to that. Mm -hmm. So, I, and I felt ridiculous putting that in there, but it, it just seemed to make sense in the moment. Right. So thank you, dad, for, <laughs> hey. uh, yeah, making a scene with the lady. I don't know. I wasn't there. That was just the way he told it. But <laughs> I, I can only imagine being there, uh, knowing him. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. So that's, see that, and that's how, that's how I have to write songs. I I need I need you I need you to 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 host the seminar so I can we need to just do this regularly so I can soak up this and take notes. Oh, you're coming back for sure. I should have I should have brought a stenographer's pad. Oh man, I love the art form more than I love probably anything on this planet. Yeah, 
there's nothing better than trying to get results out of yourself mm -hmm. that shouldn't come out. Like, I mean, um, what was it? Uh, that's what led me to really want to write professionally for like, uh, how I am for the couples yeah. that I write for their weddings and stuff. It's a, uh, it's an exercise in just, can you do it? Yeah. Cause I, I've always had that burning question. And I think every songwriter does. Cause a lot mm -hmm. of us, most songwriters I know, they write for themselves and they don't really have a thought of like writing a song for another person per se. Yeah. And, and I don't think about it like I'm writing a song and, and like, I don't want to write a song for some big artist, which I mean, I would, if that opportunity ever came, which yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but to take something as important as like this new couple that are going to get married mm -hmm. and I just asked them to tell me the story of how you guys met tell me the story of how he or she proposed. And yeah. Uh, and then like you ask them these notes of like, you know, who are your favorite artists? What are, you know, and yeah. then just pulling all this, this inspiration to basically put my money where my mouth is and be like, am I, as, and I put myself on this level. I'm like, yeah, can I compete with, you know, um, whoever it might be? Yeah. You know, whatever their favorite artist is, can I write a song as good as them? Yeah. And in, Cause we all have that thought as songwriters, we all have that little bit of ego. We would love to pretend like we don't, yeah. but you hear songs on the radio and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I could have written that. I wrote, I wrote that in my fucking, Oh, well on my way out to the car this morning, I yeah, could have written that, I, you know, you hear, you have those sure. moments where you think, no. you know, it's like, I feel like I'm good enough to write professionally. Mm -hmm. How about I put myself on that stage and see if it is possible, Yeah, you know? And so, so far I'm good enough of a songwriter to write people's love stories for them. That's great, man. And they appreciate it and they love it. And yeah. so I I feel good about that. That made me feel really good as a songwriter. And so mm. it, it doesn't give me any kind of authority on anything, but like I am somebody that loves to challenge himself. Yeah. I will say that much. When it comes to songwriting, I will, I love a good challenge. I would say so. Like, and I just... That's admirable, and it it it, uh, it sounds scary to me. But I feel oh, like yeah. if, if you're doing it as a as a job, or if you're doing it, if you're being paid to do this, like you, I don't know. I feel like I would get fickle and I'd fuck around with it too much. But if you're, you know, you you have this thing to do. Yeah, I mean, come showtime, like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this has something has to come out. Yes, and so I have I've I've been under that gun yeah. before, and. But I mean, sometimes I've had some results where there's there's a, there's at least one or two that I've I've actually sang out in public before that I'm like I'm proud enough of them yeah. as songs that I'm good enough to like I want I'm I'm okay enough with them to add them to my own catalog too. Wow! And I'm like, because it you know the the chord structures aren't complex at all. Yeah. But the the do, lyrics and the melodies. Do they get like a writing credit for that song, or is it strictly your tune? Uh, whether they know it or not, it's strictly my tune. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope no one figures that out. <laughs> I've retained all the copyrights. <laughs> like it, it, yeah. Like what it, is there a legality there? Are they co technically co-writers? Are we getting into some gray area here? Am I? I feel like more than anything, it's a, it's a gray area Yeah, because they don't write a single lyric. Yeah. It's, yeah it's they don't write a single part of the product. It's uh, part of the inspiration. It's just, uh, yeah. They give me their story. Yeah. And uh, I give them a, you know, 
something on their wedding day to like remember their love by and yeah. remember some of the things that, you know, got them to this point. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, maybe someday when, you know, he's lost all his money in, <laughs> on it because he's got a gambling problem or something and yeah. they're contemplating divorce that they hear this song again and remember, yeah. you know. Do you ever think about putting out an album of wedding songs? Uh, yeah, really. I mean, eventually we will. We've done. Okay, nice. We've done probably four or five in the last two years, so it's not something that's super popular yet. But mm -hmm. it happens every, you know, maybe three months or four months. I'll get somebody that like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've heard your stuff online, and we let's do it. Nice. Um, because we do. We put every song we record it, so we put it on our Spotify uh, Sound SoundCloud account. Yeah, and that's where people hear. Like, it's right next to our sound samples for like classical music uh -huh. and for everything else. And so we tag it like, yeah. hey, this is a special thing that we do. Yeah. And so every now and then you get people that listen to it and they're like, these are actually really good. Wow, I, I enjoy these. You yeah, know, we would love for you to write our story. So that's see, that's great. It, I I the one wedding song I did I. I did it all in like the last few days that I had to, and I had months. Oh, we all do that. Okay. I, I feel like that's. I felt like such a jerk too, like procrastinating on that, but it turned out, I thought it turned out pretty good for the, for what it was, but it, it was just like that nervousness, like, oh yeah. shit, I have to get this done. And then I. Nothing's it, worse for an artist than ample amounts of time. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I feel like. That's see, that's so true. Maybe that's why I've never finished any of the albums I've ever started because it's just I, I'm like, oh, there's okay. no deadline. I need sincerely. to set a deadline. I need something needs to happen. I yeah. need to strap like a piece of dynamite to my computer or something with like a two month timer on it. Be like, you got this, and it's over. Yeah. Well, that's why I was contemplating like, I'm just gonna look at my calendar. I'm gonna take a week of time, and I'm gonna say, you know, by Friday at X, yeah. I'm uploading whatever the fuck is done. Whatever I've recorded, whatever I've mixed and mastered is gonna go on, wow. you know, Spotify. So yeah. you better make something, you know, or you know, I'm I'm basically gonna try and do all that. Yeah, at some point, just a, an acoustic album. Yeah, probably my EP, probably like five or six songs, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just see. That's a good idea. Yeah, because people do like as fancy as we want these things to be, because we hear the finished product in our head. Yeah. People just want. They heard you sing it and play it acoustic, and they want that. They want the beauty that they heard in that moment. And yeah. so it's like, sometimes you have this, this, the voice in my head says, you alone are not enough. Yeah. But in reality, right. you're, you're more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. I get too fancy, too precious with it. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, well, I need, I have to. This needs to be I a need fucking I need diamond. strings in this part. Mm -hmm. And I, <laughs> I need, I need to. I need a four part harmony and, and then a choir behind that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the synthesizer comes zipping in underneath that. And I don't even play live with the synthesizer, but I'm no. like, I think it'd be cool if I had one in the deal. But oh, it's just, it's relentless, you know? Oh, yeah. The only way you get that finished perfect product is if you have a team of like a hundred people yeah, that right. are working on it like towards that one goal yeah taylor swift has i mean quite the team she's got a hell of a team yeah. behind her yeah you know and all, a lot of the popular artists do that yeah right i mean they run that through somebody told me that a song like a taylor swift tune or a song like a um like a beat like bieber in his heyday yeah you know uh tunes like that go through literally like 
Oh, God. At, like a, a, an insane amount of studios there's, before it even gets touched mastered-wise. And even when it gets mastered, yeah. somebody masters it, you know, a, a bunch of different people oh, master sure. it and send it back, and they're like, yeah, that's the one there's, or whatever. Yeah, there's no telling how many important people uh, that song how many hands it passes through oh so many criticizing and how could it not be perfect you know by the time yeah. it gets on the radio yeah because they've they've put so much money into Just, it yeah but that's kind of going away yeah because nobody can afford to put that many hands on something anymore so the finished yeah. product isn't going to be quite the same i mean major pop label artists are still able to do that but yeah. i don't know for how much longer well I mean, that'd be for the better, right? Yes and no. Then we'd all be poor, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're all just slinging beats out there, like, <laughs> doing what we can. Yeah. Uploading uh, our shit. Yeah, that's where we're at. Nobody pays for recordings anymore, which is like, uh, I'm just going to do it in my house then. Oh, I know. And I and there's still, like, God, I, I there's that romantic vision. Like, I would, I want to go... I want to go set up in a recording studio with like these top-notch musicians and do the oh, thing. Oh man! Well, I have that idea with my friend. I, yeah. the guy that's doing my vocals, um, he it's Giannis Studios, um, and man, I have that dream where I've talked yeah. to him a couple of times. Like, dude, I would really love to open up a space with you. Yeah, because you as a sound engineer are fantastic, and it would be such a cool thing. Yeah, to make a place where because he's the same personality type that I am. Yeah just a perfectionist to the core, um, to a negligible degree. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, it might not be the best idea, but, yeah. uh, but just cause, yeah, but he's that same. He's just, he wants it to be as beautiful as it can be. Mm -hmm. And so he does everything he can within his power. And it's when you meet people like that, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's well, yeah, I, I try not to obsess over too much stuff. Like I, 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 I want something to sound kind of raw and kind of uh, mm -hmm. real, and I don't, I don't mind if there's... Well, especially on an acoustic track, yeah. it's meant to sound yeah. real. Yeah. But it's hard It's hard when you are when you sit there and you obsess over it and you listen to it and you're like, okay, well, that's not... Nope. Oh, I, I sang that part. That's not good enough. I don't know. And But then I'm not the type of guy who's like, okay, well, I'm going to punch in... I'm going to punch in the verse or I'm going to punch in this one phrase. I, I, I want to get it all in one mm -hmm. swap one take and if like and i'm so bad about like you know oh well this one part's wrong and instead of just redoing that one i'll just delete the whole son of a bitch and then just try to take it as, <laughs> we're yeah. gonna take this from the top and screw <laughs> up 30 <laughs> seconds in exactly instead. <laughs> and it's that's what happens so it's it's a nightmare <laughs> it is a waking nightmare yeah it is that's well beautiful. one of these days we'll get there yeah one of these days man <laughs> it's beautiful i know i i'm happy to have the two singles that i have out uh currently yeah and i i, I look back I'm like how did i even how did i do that some you know i sometimes you just get in that moment where you're just locked up yeah it's like uh musical constipation Ugh. maybe maybe that's not the right way it's, to put it i mean like it's there it's just not it's real. coming out you know it's real that's i mean that's as real it's, as it it's, gets it's just it's backed up yeah. Well, and that's when, that's when I put myself in that corner yeah. of like, if I don't finish something, I'm never going to write again. Yeah. You know? And I, and so I, I shit out that awful song yeah. and I throw it away Yeah. because that, that cleared the pipes and now something, yes. the right thing can come out. I, yeah. I think you're right. It's like, I've, I've, I've have a, 
have one song that I truly believed in for this longest time. And I, it's one that it was, uh, I, I have a lot of songs that hit me like right before I go to leave to go do something. Like right. I'm walking out the door and I'm like, oh shit. And, and this great idea hits me. And so like, I'll either, you know, bust out the voice recorder on the phone and then and get the acoustic out and get this idea to, uh, down really quick yeah. or, or hum it or something. And I've, for the longest time, I've, I've had this thing on the phone. I'm like, oh, wow. This, just wait till I get this thing going. This is going to be so, it's going to be a barn burner. And it was it was a, a positive song too, like an upbeat. I was like, wow, okay, finally. I'm, We've got something I'm, here. <laughs> I'm getting there. This is going to be great. I'm going to turn the corner here. And uh, and I find this happens more often than not when uh, when I go to record something that I think is going to be great and it turns out to be shit. Mm, and then, yeah. or, or if I think, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is, I'll do it, but this, this can't be right. And then more often than not, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I think this, and it turns out, it turns out great. So I, I think there's maybe something to being overly confident going into a demoing session or a recording session yeah. with this uh, vision in your head, because not all, it doesn't always translate, I find. Oh, no, definitely. There's a... Uh... There's a song I've written called um, Fire on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's about, uh, which this is, it kind of speaks to the whole, you write sad lyrics to happy, upbeat songs yeah. or like fun, you know, uh, uh, upbeat stuff yeah. that just rocks. But like Fire on the Mountain is this Latin feel piece mm. and it's very danceable. Yeah. And it's very, it sounds very kind of. Did you play that at the deal? I may have. I'm not sure, but it, it's kind of got a sensual feel. And, but the chorus and the whole loop is fire on the mountain. Uh-huh. And it, the whole song's about domestic abuse. Wow. I mean. Wow. And nobody nobody gets it. Yeah, you wouldn't. You would never guess that probably. Huh? Yeah, and it's just about being trapped in a situation when you, mm-hmm. and you know that there's no way out. Yeah. When you have that feeling of like, there's a fire on the mountain and there's no way down. Wow. There's, yeah. you know, and it's just collapsing in around you. And it's just that, that's how I kind of tied it. That's it. That's what domestic abuse kind of felt like to me as a yeah. kid seeing it. And wow. so it was just like, cause it was just I, when my father would get drunk and my stepmother would get drunk together, like mm. in high school, like I would just watch this scene and in, in, in the home happen. It was like the moment they picked up those bottles and the moment they started drinking, it set the room on fire wow and the rest of the night it was just creeping in on them and it was an unavoidable thing that eventually they were going to fight yeah eventually he was going to grab her eventually she was going to you know scream event you know it's to watch the events unfold before me it was just watching a fire engulf you know uh, a forest and just burn towards the center holy shit and so it was just that idea and that thought came to me and I get more compliments, more people talk to me and say, they always remember that song. Mm-hmm. Number one, cause it's very different yeah. than any of my other tunes. But also like, I fucking hate my voice on that song. Really? I've never been satisfied with how it sounds, but everybody loves it yeah. or, or at least likes it a lot and says something about it. They're like, yeah. dude, that was really, really, it was just so cool. And, you know, and I had that melody stuck in my head forever. Yeah. And I'm just like, whenever I, whenever I hear it, when I hear my version of it, it never sounds how it should in my head. You know what I mean? It's never like when I wrote it, I thought I heard it one time. 
sound the way it was supposed to sound. But from that moment on, I've always had this like kind of failed attempt at the way yeah. I think it sounds live. That's okay. That's that's a good point. And that's inspiring too for me and my song that I uh, have believed in for so long and then I'm starting to give up on because it's well, not you fitting never know. that mental vision. Yeah, you never I haven't even know. given it a, a chance to have a life yet. Yeah, the only reason I recorded it is because everybody in the band loved it. Okay. Everybody, so many other people had so many positive things to say it, yeah. say about it. And I was like, I I have to put it in there. Yeah. And so that'll be one of the releases is Fire on the Mountain whenever, God willing, something <laughs> ever comes out of the work I put into this stuff. God, yeah. So, yeah. Done, never, never count a song out. You know when something's truly trash. Yeah. But sometimes you can't see it. Yeah. Which is insane. Oh, Eric yeah. Clapton hated his singing voice and like America didn't care. They were like, you play fire on that fretboard and you write yeah. great, you know, lyrical content yeah. and your voice. I, I still, to this day, I don't really like Eric Clapton's voice. I never have. Yeah. But his, his mind for melody and song structure and all this stuff. It's like, Hey, yeah, you know what you're doing. Oh yeah. Clearly so, he knows something. Oh yeah. He's doing something right. Right. Old Eric. Yeah. <laughs> God. Hell of a guy. Slow hand. That he, was the other thing that made me obsessed with him for a while. I was like, I really, he really does. He's just like, he's just moving so quick, just right in here. Yeah. And he just moves, but he like, he's not, Yeah. doesn't, it looks effortless. And he's, yeah, he's got that smooth vibrato. Mm -hmm. it's, so it's just like this, it's, it's like a, like a vertical thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's like not that it's not like the wiggle, like a lot of people have it just, however, yeah. it's like it floats. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he does it. British bastard. Yeah. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah, what a legend. Yeah. I got to do a report on him when I was in high school. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was a blast to see his story. I wanted to do one on Jimi Hendrix, but they wouldn't let me there. You know, there's too much drug use there. That's just not a positive influence to be. Every artist, though, anybody who's ever mattered. <laughs> I wish I would have had the wherewithal to yeah, say that, like, like in seventh grade. Yeah, like was you, is, <laughs> seriously. Was yeah. it Van Gogh that cut his own ear off and sent it yeah. to his sister or his sister or yeah. something? Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. Seriously, I wish. Yeah, I would love to be. Well, that and I know some teacher. I know teachers now. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I watched you. <laughs> blackout drunk <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh god and you're teaching <laughs> these kids <laughs> yeah yeah for real it's mind-blowing i yeah i had no idea as a kid i i was i trusted them you know oh yeah I, I wanted to at least you held i held teachers in such a high regard still do yeah. but like oh of course when i was that age i held them in a regard like these are the pinnacle of our yeah. education like structure they yeah. know there's nothing they don't know oh, you know at least i felt that way yeah i felt that way about I like was taking advantage and abused by a lot of them too you yeah know, so it's crazy yeah i didn't yeah it's, it's, yeah movie day <laughs> is hangover day i didn't know that you kidding me <laughs> yeah exactly you you never put that together as a kid no i was just so at thankful least i did <laughs> oh no it was great <sighs> That was sleep day for breathe. me. That was, that uh -huh. was nap day. That was drool on my desk day, which is what I did through most. That's what they did most of my <laughs> school. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, the, the TV was down low and the lights were off. 
Mm-hmm. Nice and quiet. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Now they do they show a movie so they can plan out their clubbing weekend or whatever they're going to do. Hell yeah. I got to do a massive checks chain with my friends. So. It'd be nice if they were coming to see one of our bands. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I'd know what to do. You know, I don't if, know if, if I... people showed up for a show, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You have, you have a horn player, though, don't you? Uh, a couple of them. Two of them, wow. Yeah, I have a trumpet player, sax player, and then I play sax as well. Oh, you do? Um, oh, wow. I don't do a lot of it like uh, I try to stay off of it mm-hmm. because I, I've got to sing and play rhythm guitar, and yeah. sometimes I'll... I'll jump on it if like Zach, my horn player, needs to be on keys yeah. for something else. So I'll, I'll jump on it for that. But yeah. yeah, whenever we get the whole band together, man, it's a blast, and it's a big sound, and it's a, oh, God, yeah. it's a cool, fun funk soul. Like, yeah. And then I mean, we're trying to transition completely into that uh-huh. because before I was more folk mm-hmm. because I'd fallen in love with it for so long. But yeah, I'm going back to my roots and having some fun. I've I've got to check it out. I, I Stevens, other than just seeing you acoustic that one time, no. and it was so funky and soulful. I, like I said, it, I was instantly captivated <laughs> by the rhythm the, of your lyrical content and of the song. So, oh, thank you, man. It's a so you had one fun. song, and I've always been jealous of people who can write like this. You had one where it was kind of like a rapid fire lyric, like where you were really just just throwing them out there. Like was it bluesy? I don't really remember. I just remember you were fitting a lot of words into small spaces. I may have sang. I probably sang "Time." Actually, that's yeah. a, it was a folky feel. Yeah, um, and then it went into a Dave Matthews thing. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, well, that's I got jealous as well. See, because I saw um, who did I see do it? One of the songwriters up at JJ's, or I heard it, and I've heard it a thousand times and other things, and I'm like, yeah. that's too many words to. Fucking right. <laughs> it's so great, though. I don't when want... When people nail it, though. Yeah. Isn't, it, when isn't you, it wonderful? When you do it, though, it's like... <laughs> yeah. Man, it is fun. Maybe, yeah. Because you sing it enough and you don't even know... I don't even know the words anymore. I just... Yeah. It's so ingrained and, and it, I get to focus on just the rhythm. Catches people's it. attention, too, man. It yeah. always catches my attention. I just think it's so uh, impressive when people are able to do that. And I, I, I can't. I don't even. I wouldn't even know what words to come up with in, a, in, in that small space. A lot of and and, and, and the. What, <laughs> yeah, right. I I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I'd, I'd get tongue tied. I'd choke up. I'd I'd throw up. I'd, I'd gag. You'll get there. You, no, you'll get there. Shit. You. It's in you. I promise you that. Yeah. You are a fantastic songwriter, well, man. I love your tunes. It's that thing. I I think it's what's what's like on the bucket list. Like one yeah. day I'm gonna write a song like that. Well, and that's. That's what I've been doing. Kinda, yeah. Is just hit just finding these targets. Yeah. And being like, I wanna I need to take a shot at that. Yeah. The reason I wrote um uh crap. I wrote a song about my my uh, grandfather being in the military because mm-hmm. uh Dan Martin wrote a song about the the old canon outside of his like elementary school or something. Wow. And that 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 belonged on it was he talked about it, he gave it a life and it was it was a whole was, nother breed of songwriter yeah, as far as I'm well, concerned. He, like he put it on the oh I don't know what that was weird I don't know uh, but he put it on the um like he he told the story of that thing being on an actual naval ship yeah. or whatever and then landing here at this school and I was just blown Dan's so away good away by the ability of that song and so I started looking at it and uh, I finally decided like 
okay, I can write about my, I'm going to write about my grandfather being in the military. Yeah. And so I came up with this whole idea, um, and came up with the story and everything. Yeah. Um, and just described it because he's really gifted with detail. Yeah. And building that scene where nothing is, um, he never, te- he never says it on the nose. He yeah. never hits it on the nose. He yeah. leaves it vague to a degree, mm-hmm. but he gives you so many details that you're you're left with nothing but the image he wanted you to have. You know, and that was something that I, that's what I love about Dan, which I need to have Dan on here. I've told him a thousand times. Oh, you haven't thousand, had Dan on here? I've, I've told him a thousand times. I was going to like, hey, I'm going to hit you up, man. Go do it. That's the. And it's just, that's the. That's the, the pinnacle right yeah, there. That's I mean, my, if somebody's writing about a cannon that sits outside of a school. Oh, yeah. What more do you need? No, you you shouldn't have me on here. That's <laughs> whatever. My man. God, man, your playing is fantastic, and oh, thank you. you have a vocal sound that I just it it resonates really, really hard. Um, and everybody that was hearing you, especially when we were playing, was just like, really. I felt like everybody is captivated I by did it. Too, yeah, it was, was just so, so much fun. Oh yeah, I think, and I think that translates too. If you're yeah. having fun. And there's nothing but smiles on that stage. And, yeah, we and then, were all laughing and, and being dumb, too. and it, you don't think about anything. You're just going, no. and you're having fun with your friends, and that's what people like. That's why people like the song swap stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah. Well, man, how can people best find you and your music now? I know you don't have. You have the two singles out. The two singles anywhere you can stream or download. Okay. What are the title of those? So we have Come Out at Summer, which mm-hmm. I released a few years ago, and then we have Domestic Doom, which uh, was released. Nice. And what is the title of your group again? That Well, it's currently Harold Bear and the Skin Rugs. Yes. Which uh, I always feel weird saying that. Just, I have the same problem. You know mine. what? At least yours rhymes, though. Like, I, like <laughs> I want the hooch. The hooch is great. I had this image of like showing up. It's like, man, they're gonna have some hooch like on the table, and we're gonna just really cut loose. But it's not that at all. We're we're drinking Ozarka and being very responsible. <laughs> Only because I have to be. Well, uh, I mean, of course. <laughs> but no, that's great. Uh, it, it rhymes, and mine just conjures up horrible images, and I always get weird looks, and they're like, what? What? Skin rugs? What the fuck is that? I mean, I did. <laughs> What's a skin rug? Oh, I, yeah. And I, and then, and, well, in the, like the, kind of the, the moment that really made me go, okay, I gotta, I gotta change this was I told my mom and she's like, is that, is that something Nazis did? It's like, is that, is that a Nazi thing? I'm like, mom, no. God, no. Nazis? A Nazi thing. Why in the, no. So I, I thought, I thought I was gonna, Making some sort of cute play on words from like the bear, like bearskin rugs, which I, I don't that's even. Where my, that's okay. Well, there you go. So, but it just has taken so many weird turns and, and gets so many weird looks. So, we're in the process of getting all that switched over. So, it, currently, it's Harold Bear and the Skin Rugs. But uh, if you if you type in Harold Bear on any social media, you'll find it. Ah, uh, yeah. It's <laughs> a very distinct name. There's not. There's a. There's a few other ones out. There. There's like an Instagram account where it's like this guy that makes a, a stuffed bear talk or something. Oh, okay. And it's Harold Bear. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, but I, there's not very many followers, so I, I'm not worried about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Although it might might be cool if he if he did take off. Yeah. Why not? Right. It I would. Get it would have some. Yeah. Him. It would. It would come back to it's you. Snowball. Yeah. yeah. 
Bleach and the Hooch is uh, is oh. another. It's at least distinct. It's distinct. It rhymes. It's quick. It's catchy. <laughs> I love it because I, I I've heard that name so many times, even though I've never actually seen you guys. <laughs> I and it's that's well and and that's half the battle right there. Yeah. Because I will say I have people have told me like yeah I've seen that name, Girl Bear in the Skin Rugs. What the hell is that? <laughs> well, you're about to find out. Yeah, my you're, friend. you're about to find out. Or <laughs> you're not missing much. But. No, that's not true. We have a good time. And we, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, success is the worst thing that can happen to an artist, honestly. Yeah. But we, I gotta, we got to <laughs> eat. Don't, we don't, yeah. We still want to eat. Yes. I, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, so, yeah. You guys need to find Harold Bear and the Skin Rugs. And name may change at some point. I don't know. Yeah. But at least follow the Harold. The Harold part will be in there. <laughs> um, and man, we're going we're gonna to put your song on after this. So you guys, please listen to Riders on a Train because it's uh, you're going to fall in love with it. He, The melody, the just everything about it is a such a good feeling of the song. Uh, it's got a great emotion. It's got a has good motion as well um thank you i appreciate that but man i just want to say thank you for coming on thank coming you on and so doing this much thing. for having me yeah this is a blast one of I'm, my I'm favorite conversations we... i've had so far for sure nice i'm glad we met at uh at the old jam well that's like we were saying earlier those just it just brings people together and yeah. you you learn things that you and in perspectives you never would have thought you would have have known or or learned previously yeah. and and that's what uh Helps you grow and, and expand, and and man, what, what more do you need than growing and expanding? It's Unless it's a buffet related. Mm, yeah, it's all we've got. I Buffets. Hope. Well, uh, in Oklahoma, <laughs> it's all we have. It's all we have left. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get gigs at buffets. No, people don't want to hear our shit while they're killing the buffet. Nah, probably not. Maybe. I don't know. They're I, at their happiest. I've had a couple of restaurant gigs, and it's they don't want to hear anything. <laughs> it's always like, can you turn down? Can you just be background you, noise? We I played a, a an auction dinner with a friend one time, and they came over and they said, "Hey, can you turn down the rebound?" And I think they were turning about talking about the reverb. <laughs> you need, can you turn down that rebound? Yeah. They, yes, they, sir. Oh, it was miserable. Like it was just one of those ones where. You finish the song and everybody looks at you like, what, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Shut up so I can enjoy my meatloaf. Oh, I love meatloaf, though. God, yeah. Who did, I like a good loaf of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. It's beautiful. Musical meatloaf. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, I think we're going to shut this bitch down. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Thank and you so please, much. guys, find, find this music. Um enjoy riders on a train um and you just look for more to come from harold bear and the skin rugs and maybe i don't know we'll see we're gonna have him back on uh at some point in the future and we're gonna we're gonna follow these people and we're gonna follow these stories and we're gonna see where everything leads because it all it's nothing is for nothing sure <laughs> anyway so thank you guys for listening and uh We'll catch you next time.
Riders on the train 